0: Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. It's 5:35, and Tom Petty with back to Nagle and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, it is
1: gonna be today. Uh, rain tapering off, and then uh, mostly sunny with a high of 56 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 55. It's 51 in downtown Springfield. Man, what a show today! Well, we do have a uh, Am I the a hole to do?
0: Well, we should do that, definitely.
1: Yes. And, uh, seeing this, uh, let's see, some lady crashed into a Springfield police cruiser while drunk, so that's, uh... She that's had always... a bad day. Isn't that, like, just Monday in Springfield? You could tell by the mugshot. Yeah. Just an all-around crappy day for that lady. She's crying, and she's got mascara running down her, uh, her eyelids. Sure, it's not
0: how she left the house. How far we fall from grace. So true. Yeah. There's that, and there's other stuff. Five thirty-six, with backs some Nagel and Rock one hundred and two. New England Patriots, Rock one hundred and two, Springfield's classic Rockets, It's five fifty-one. And Eric Clapton with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be eventually sunny today with a high of 56.
1: Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 55. It's 51 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Got a a very exciting round of Am I the A-Hole coming up later on today. Oh, yeah. Make sure you're listening for that.
1: Always exciting.
0: Hollywood Trash is brought to you by AquaPump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you... Still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown,
1: 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood trash. Imagine your significant other hooking up with one of your heroes, so now you have to hate
0: that person forever. Why can't you just hate your significant other for cheating on you? Well, you could, but, uh... Came, for all I know, that guy's an innocent bystander.
1: I don't know if Harry Styles was ever... ever one of Jason Sudeikis' heroes, but he can't be anymore because he's giving the business to Jason's wife, Olivia. (sighs) Ex-wife. Jason and Olivia's former nanny spilled a bunch of tea into a British tabloid. She claims Jason was totally blindsided by the relationship, which he only discovered because she left her Apple Watch behind one day and he found a bunch of flirty text messages on it. Oh, boy. She says, quote, he was crying in a mess. She says, she left us. She left us. He was so broken-hearted, I fell for him. The nanny also claims Jason once threw himself under Olivia's car several times to stop her from leaving to see Harry. She went back into the house, and he went in, and it was back and forth. He said he was going to do it on purpose to make her late going to see Harry.
0: Dude, did it occur to you that maybe the problem here is not her? But yeah. maybe how clingy you are? Well, Jason eventually fired the nanny in a drunken rage because she was
1: messaging Olivia. Jason and Olivia released a joint statement calling the nanny's claims, quote, false and uh, scurrilous? How do you say that? Scurrilous. Scurrilous? Scurrilous. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Really? Yeah. I don't really pay attention to intelligent reading and
0: writing anymore. No, I get it, but I'm just saying that, uh, you know, that board's been out there for couple hundred years
1: Uh, they say she's been harassing them and their family and friends for 18 months all right so so now it sounds like the nanny might be the uh, the
0: problem here it sounds like maybe they're all uh, problematic you know if you're too clingy yeah uh, I mean uh, I mean really what's she supposed to do and Harry Styles you know I mean how does he know what's going on in her life you think Harry Styles is like he probably just think oh here's a nice-looking lady yeah, no, he's he's tapping that. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. And she can't, I mean, you know, it's Harry Styles, for crying aloud. how She can't be blamed. Can you imagine that, though?
1: Like, let's say you had, like, a favorite artist. Sure. And then you find out that your significant other is sleeping with said significant artist. Would sure. Would you be like, oh, is this the time to ask for an autograph, guitar, or is this the time to say, I'm throwing all my albums of you
0: away? Well, again, uh, you know, I guess it would depend on who it is. I, I, well, that's kind of it. I mean, if it's you know, if I, you found out that uh, yeah. your your girlfriend was dating like Paul McCartney, right? I'd be like, uh, I can, all right, I, I, can, I can let that go. He is yeah, the cute Beatle. Yeah. But if she's dating Ringo, Ringo, yeah. yeah, you say, well, listen, I don't, I can't, I, would, I can't I would, approve of this. I would say, no, 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 no,
1: <laughs> this can't go on no more. I'm tired, I'm tired of waking, you, waking up, up on, on the, the floor, floor. right? Yeah. Uh, is James Corden as sweet and gentle as he seems on TV? There's no. A, there's at least one man who doesn't think so. His name is Keith McNally, and he owns a restaurant called Balthazar in New York City. And yesterday, he posted on Instagram that he's banning Corden because he's, quote, a tiny cretin of a man and the most abusive customer to my servers since the restaurant opened 25 years ago. Then he shared two examples of Corden being a jerk, an entitled jerk. And taking his anger out in the servers when he had issues, one involved a hair in his food. In the other incident, Corden's wife ordered an egg yolk omelet and there was, quote, a little bit of egg white mixed in with the egg yolk, which set him off. McNally added, quote, he behaved similarly in my former restaurant, Cafe Luxembourg, a few years back, but no word Mm. word from Corden yet. I can see him being kind of a jerk. I can
0: see him totally being a jerk. Anything (laughs) you said about James Corden, I'm more likely to believe.
1: I'm also likely to believe that a restaurant owner wouldn't ban a big famous person unless they actually had some, you know. I mean, you wouldn't had, turn away a, a rich guy's money.
0: No, but if, if he was uh, an insufferable jerk. Right. You well, know, yeah, yeah you, have to, you have to do something.
1: Uh, in his sexual assault trial yesterday, Kevin Spacey revealed that his father was a neo-Nazi who often berated him for possibly being gay. Yeah, he, that's he, a bunch
0: of excuses.
1: He now regrets apologizing when the plaintiff originally accused him of misconduct. Yeah, I guess, mm. uh, you know.
0: Apparently, he broke down in tears. He was so uh, so
1: upset. Uh, eBay has been busy taking down any listings for Jeffrey Dahmer-inspired costume pieces like glasses and button-down shirts. They violate company policies that include no items that are closely associated with violent felons of the past 100 years.
0: So I'm hosting that uh, Halloween party at the Rumble seat in a couple yeah. weeks? Yeah. You know someone is going to dress up as Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Should I mock that person? Yes. No. As being like an insensitive jerk, you know. No, or be, I just, no,
1: no, because pop culture has has embraced this thing, right. and you can't, you can't. Uh, if everybody's doing it, what are you going to start shaming people for bringing their costume?
0: Well, I don't mind shaming people in a public place.
1: Listen, I was just reminded of the one of the uh, events that I hosted when it used to be at the Silk City Tap Room. Yeah, and the man dressed as a uh, a used feminine product. <laughs> Which was disgusting. Yeah, that's
0: always disgusting.
1: And uh, it can't get any worse. I would be more offended by that than I would be by a Jeffrey Dahmer costume. Although the police are going to be, hey, I saw this guy walking on the street. Looks like Jeffrey Dahmer. Looks like that guy on TV. Did you catch him yet? <laughs> uh, a Mexican woman named Maria Salud Ramirez Caballero has died at the age of 109. She is widely uh, believed to be the inspiration for Mama Coco in the Disney Pixar film Coco. Well, no kidding. 109 years old. did can see that coming. How old would she be if she was today? If she was still alive today? She never would have made it. A first teaser for the sequel, A Christmas Story Christmas, has been released. And Peter Billingsley is back, along with several other cast members from the original. It hits Mac- uh, HBO Max on November 17th. Did we really, really need
0: to do this? It better be great because the original was awesome. Yeah. I would hate to see like a half rate effort.
1: You know, and the original, uh, from what I understand, wasn't supposed to be, like, any kind of cult classic. Like, it wasn't supposed to be, it Mm. wasn't like a a popular movie when it was first released. I
0: saw it in the theaters when it came out. Yeah. And it was great. You know, to see a kid, like a a, a, a metal pole on the big screen. Yeah. Cinematic triumph. You like metal
1: poles on big screens, don't you? I do. Hey, uh, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson have been texting each other for comfort.
0: No kidding. Mm-hmm. She must have had something to say.
1: Oh, my God. The last time I had a digital pick-me-up was when Ray J gave me a finger pop ring sting when he chopped the skeet loaf in that sex tape you can purchase on UPorn <laughs> for thirty nine ninety five.
0: <laughs> I love skeet loaf.
1: Did you ever finger chop the skeet loaf? I have
0: not finger chopped it. Do you no. want to? No, I don't. <laughs> Caitlin?
1: I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once uh, did a slam clam on her. Mm-hmm. A little fresh flesh rocket in the clam pocket. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is, I did the push and squish on the sloppy meat sleeve. And uh, Kanye? I am not antiseptic. I don't care what you say. I love all septics equally. <laughs>
0: I like all septics at the same time. Yeah. I am not antiseptic. You have to appreciate that message of inclusion, don't you? Absolutely. There you go.
1: Such an injustice. And that's your Hollywood T-Rash from Rock 102. Ah. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta.
0: Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, tonight, the defending Eastern Conference champion Boston Celtics officially began their 2022-23 season against the Philadelphia 76ers at the TD Garden. And of course, you'll be able to hear all that exciting coverage on one of our Laser Sister stations. I just have no idea which one. Now. Having said that, let's take a look at what you can expect this season from the Boston Celtics. Depending on who you want to believe, the Boston Celtics are either going to win the Eastern Conference outright or it'll be somebody else. And if certain perfectly legitimate sports gambling organizations are to be believed, there is a decent chance that the Celtics could win the NBA championships. For me, however, I'm far more focused on the fact that despite the emergence of guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, It's only October 18th, and they haven't even played their first game yet. And the NBA Finals aren't scheduled to begin until June. In other words, it's a little too premature to clear out your bank accounts and dump everything into the Celtics winning it all. Sure, you can be financially irresponsible if you like, that's really your business. I'm choosing to take a wait and see approach, and I may continue that approach until Wednesday, May 31st, 2023. Now tonight, the Celtics will honor the late, great Bill Russell by not only beating Philadelphia, senseless, but also by wearing a new, totally cool Bill Russell Nike City Edition game jersey. Each one comes with 11-stitch diamonds representing each of Bill Russell's championships with the Boston Celtics. How much would something like this cost you or me? I don't know, because it's not available yet. However, I have a sneaking suspicion that it's much more than I can afford, and it won't be available in my size, because right now, these short and portly shipments are probably running behind. Either way, it's going to be a great season for the Boston Celtics. At least it better be, otherwise I will be wasting a fortune on an ill-fitting shirt. But hey, number my, Yappin' brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You see all those leaves in your yard, and you say, wait there, suckers. And then you tear over to Rockies for a rake or a leaf blower. And if those poor leaves are still sticking around there, they are in big trouble when you get home. Get all your fall cleanup tools at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm Bax. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 612. And Fleetwood Mac with Bax and Nagle and Rock 102. It's going to be uh,
1: rain tapering off and then sunny with a high of 56 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of fifty-five. It's fifty-one right now in downtown Springfield.
0: So yesterday, I'm just uh, minding my business on the phone and uh, you know looking through news stories and stuff. Yeah. And the story pops up, and uh, the the source of this particular one was Fox News, but it wasn't just Fox News. It was like a it was like dozens of different uh, news sources, mm-hmm. not just citing them. But right. apparently, there was a story going around yesterday that Boston University had created a lethal strain of COVID in a laboratory. Mm. Um, so lethal that it had an 80% kill rate amongst laboratory mice. Okay. Now, what I don't know is whether any of these laboratory mice had uh, pre-existing conditions. Well, uh, uh, you know, I was we
1: were saying off the air, uh, one of them's got emphysema. Yeah, it was... It was <laughs> Chronic smoking, uh, uh, obesity. Gus and Jacques from uh, from Cinderella. They have uh, yeah, diabetes. Sure, yeah, right. In fact, I think one lost a toe. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, which all could have been prevented, by the way, had they not gotten into the sweets downstairs in the kitchen.
0: Well, you know, but that's the thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, The type two mice diabetes is usually controlled by diet and exercise. Anyhow, uh, you know, so this uh, this story kind of grew. And uh, it was learned that the, uh, the government had not, who, who had been funding COVID research at Boston University,
2: mm-hmm.
0: had not approved any of this kind of uh, science. They were, they were not approved to be looking for nastier strains of yeah. the virus. Now, I'm reading the story and I'm thinking, my God, why in hell would they be trying to create a super killing strain of COVID. Haven't we already been through enough? Now, I understand that science is sometimes about doing terrible things to Mm -hmm. prove something or to disprove something, usually to disprove something. But you got to create something in order to kill it. I think that's how science works. Okay. But then uh, the longer I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking something doesn't seem, uh, something doesn't smell right in this story. It's not adding up. No, it, like, why would you, as a student at Boston University, be put in harm's way of creating something that is already kind of lethal and making it worse? And why would that be done at Boston University? Well, so it turns out <laughs> that whole story was g- garbage. What? Yes. Come on. The uh, yeah. university is saying that uh, the story is uh, false and inaccurate yeah that's really
1: surprising that that would uh that would happen
0: it's surprising because i believe this is now the nine millionth story in the last six months that has turned out to be not so true after someone did a little bit more investigating in their in their uh, in their journalistic research okay so i'm just thinking um at what point are we supposed to believe any piece of news that comes our way
1: well, you know that's happened. Uh, I can't think of the example off the top of my head because there was something that just happened the other, like last week, and I read it and I go, "Wait a minute, this can't be true." And it's, sure enough, it wasn't. It was just information being released in order to uh, quell, you know, uh, the outcriers of, right. of whatever the the other the opposite side was. It's. People want to have a knee-jerk reaction to things. People want to say, oh, my God, see, I told you, they're all going to kill us.
0: You know. Just like they did in China with their laboratories creating something that's going to wind up killing us all. And, you know, uh, a a one-off is probably
1: not that harmful, but then eventually that turns into, like, a radio host telling everybody, hey, this thing was made up and uh, what are you going to do about it? Then all of a sudden a scientist in a lab at Boston University is getting death threats
0: yeah, you know, and the next thing we, uh, you know, is that you and I are being fined a billion dollars
1: uh, wh-
0: because we talked about something that
1: wasn't true, right? Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, you're talking about fake news, and I'm reading this one. These things get circulated over and over again after years, and I remember seeing this years ago, but now it's prepackaged like it's a brand new news story, right? And it's from this uh this website kvta which uh i hate to t- break it to you it's a it's a parody website it's really not real news it <clears> makes <throat> it sound like it's a real tv station but it's, but it's not. not it's not it's just a fake thing the uh this one is naked woman chases jehovah's witnesses off her porch and down the street yelling succumb to my devil vagina magic and then they take a picture of somebody's mugshot, who's not the woman. Yeah, actually, the story is not even true. So there is no woman, but they put uh, you know they put this poster person as this lady who has a uh, lazy eye and you know looks goofy. Oh that, yeah, no, like, That she would be the one to do that. It's right. not true, but I see people sharing it all over the place as it's as if it's fresh news. But again, this story was with a different picture.
0: 10 years ago circulating online. Right. Apparently the, the you know Boston University is doing COVID research. Mm-hmm. That part is is true and they are creating not new strains but they're adding new proteins and, and 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 spiking the the virus yeah in order to to fight it. I mean that's what they're really doing. They're not like they're creating new viruses that are out to get into evil hands and you know kill us all. But Nevertheless, if someone has spent more than half a minute trying to actually yeah. report on this story, like the one you're talking about, you'd realize, hey, you know what? Maybe there's more to it than just the surface information that is being reported. And I'm not telling you, for anyone to say, well, Fox News, what do you expect? It wasn't just them. It was everybody else. They were all we'll reporting it yesterday. Jump on these things
1: and send it out like, it. oh, my God, you won't believe what ha- what didn't happen. Um, well, it just goes to show you, though, whether it be CNN or Fox or any of those places, that they don't vet the stories the way they should because they want to get things out to the public immediately. And they want to be the one with the breaking news. They want to be the one with, to to get credit for this. See, we told you.
0: Yeah. But, you know, there's also a, a very real thing about not only the, the zeal to be first, but they also know the more sensationalized stories are the ones that people really want to hear. Right. And that the corrections and the truth, people aren't so interested in because we have such a short span of attention that we really, uh, we don't really want to go. If a story is going to take you uh, 15 paragraphs to get through and you don't feel like you've gotten everything you need to know within the first two or three, you moved on to the next story because that's how we, that's not how we think. Right. You know, we think that way. It's like, I'm not reading all of this information. Just just give me the headlines of the first two paragraphs, and I'm moving on to to Candy
1: Crush. Back to this uh, Boston University thing. It says, too, that it did combine the Omicron variant spike protein with the original virus for testing on mice. And at first glance, the tests do sound a bit ominous. Ominous. I have a hard time saying words like that. Ominous. Because, uh, according to reports, when the researchers infected the mice with the BA1 Omicron variant, they mostly had mild cases and survived. But when they gave them the original COVID-19 virus with the new Omicron spike, 80% of the mice died. But then they say 100% of the mice that were infected with COVID died anyway.
0: See, again, um, you're, so only, you're taking the, be- the best pieces of science and making them to be true when, in fact, the science goes further than that. But it
1: sounds to me like, uh, yeah, all they did was speed up the process by adding this protein to it. It, yeah, it 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 just made it worse. It's not that they created a new variant; you just sped up the process of what it would have done anyway.
0: Same thing with this the uh, is, the diabetes that half those mice were suffering from. Yeah,
1: people are kind of dumb.
0: Well, again, yeah, we want to just kind of jump at the uh, at the headline and and not really sink our teeth into the the meat. I don't uh, I don't really concern
1: myself with taking any of this stuff as like truth. We'd say it all the time. You know, we're just reading news stories from other sources. That's not... It's been... It happened many times. Remember last year it happened with... You know, there was these supposedly these kids in Ludlow who, I don't know, got some marijuana from a dispensary somewhere, but then it was laced with something, and then mm-hmm. they OD'd, and then they were in Bay State. None of that was true. None of that was true, but... What did they say? A lie goes around the world three times before it's proven that it's not true. And and that's what happened. And yeah. then there are still people out there that probably believe that these kids OD'd on some sort of, you know, poisoned marijuana from some local dispensary. It that that's still probably a, a like no. a like a urban legend thing.
0: Now, the truth is if they OD'd on anything, it's probably bought off the street.
1: But the, but the thing is, there was no incident of any kid doing that. That that was yeah. the whole point of that, that it, the whole thing was made up by, I don't know, some lonely Facebooker sitting yeah, in their mom's basement. I don't Steve, know. the
0: moment you come up with the truth or we figure out that it wasn't real. Then nobody cares. Nobody cares anymore.
1: Yes. That's, why do you even bother doing any of this <laughs> stuff? Like,
0: you know, like yeah. We don't care about the corrections. Yeah.
1: We care about the scary headlines. Well, how many times have we said uh, about 22 or 40... We'll bring you updates as this story develops. I haven't seen updates on about 3,000 stories I've done over the last 15 years. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, th- there's no updates to anything because they don't care, because something else happens. And let's, f- uh, here, is it the keys? The keys are over here. Look over here. Huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> it's 623 with and Nagle and Rock 102. Leah! It's 626 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102.
1: Going to be uh, sunny eventually with a high of 56 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 55. It's 51 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Rock 102's Halloween celebration coming up on Saturday, October 29th at the Rumble Seat Bar and Grill in Chicopee. I've been told I cannot wear my Pope costume. I have to wear something else, so we'll see what happens there. Stock tonight the away from 9 to 11 at the Rumble Seat as we host a costume contest with prizes for the sexiest, best couple or group, funniest, most original, scariest, a $250 cash prize for the overall best costume. Come in costume, no cover, Halloween celebration, Saturday, October 29th, at the Rumble Seat Bar and Grill, Springfield Street in Chickabee, with me and the road crew from Rock 102, Springfield Classic Rock. Going to be a humdinger of a night. Always a humdinger. I always have fun. Although last year, uh, I was walking around as the Pope, um, but I, I... I, I I tried getting up on the stage to make a couple announcements and mm-hmm. that's when my knees were like real real bad. Oh, you look like the actual pope.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know what to do. I I stood up on stop on top of the stage and I felt like the knee just completely gave out on me and it was I was in pain for the rest of the night. That sucks. It was it was not it was not fun. So this year we're going to try uh, we're going to try to do it a little bit more gingerly. Make sure that doesn't uh, that doesn't blow up on me.
1: Yeah, if you hadn't stolen that uh, event from me, then uh, maybe it would have been better uh, to have an able-bodied. I didn't. Person I didn't steal. Job.
0: I didn't steal anything. The the, <clears throat> the thing was moved. You used to do it at the at the the the, the Silk City Tap Room right. in Northampton, right? And and now it's at the been at the Rumble Seat for the last couple of years. Yeah,
1: it's a totally different event. I mean, I'm busy anyway. I just uh, would have been nice. Uh, for you to not grab well, uh, that out from under me,
0: I, I didn't steal anything. It was offered to me when you couldn't do it, and they moved it.
1: You're like the you're like the guy in the Dick Cavett show who could uh, pull the pull the tablecloth out when leave the dishes standing.
0: <laughs> I'm still standing, and then my uh, my tablecloth is removed from underneath me. I don't know what you're talking about, Steve. It was offered to me. Billy Stetson likes when I go to his places. I go, we have fun. I whoop up the crowd, and that's it. Yeah, it's not. Uh, I I can't be blamed for doing a great job while yeah, I'm there. I
1: guess, yeah, I guess you're the you know the big
0: star. Well, I don't yeah. know what to tell you. It happens. We got news next. On Rock One, 10- Six Thirty One, well, with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel.
1: See, we we're just talking about uh, news, and uh, you know, it's it's now Tuesday. And we're getting all the stories that happened over the weekend. Shouldn't you have gotten those yesterday? I would think, but now they're front page news on 22. Over the weekend at 22, it seems like they just cover the community events. Like uh, Nick Kochi had his little uh, run uh, that he sponsored over there, and right. there was some kind of other, you know, the, the Thunderbirds thing was going on downtown Springfield. But yet, all of this crime happened, and uh, nobody reports on it until
0: Tuesday. You know what I think happens? What? I think your Monday news—the news you see on Monday—is mm-hmm. all the stuff from Sunday and Saturday, and yeah. there's nobody working other than just a like a like a skeleton crew of journalists, right? Yeah. And so you don't really get any of the news until the full time weekday people come in, right. and that's not until Monday. So there's no one to give you news until Tuesday.
1: Hey, how come the intern didn't catch this uh, drunk lady crashing into a cruiser over the weekend at two a.m.? Uh,
0: mm-hmm. Because he's
1: an intern. Yeah, he didn't know how to call the police department. His phone's missing a 7. He's ruined. <laughs> yeah. A woman from Adams was arrested after crashing into a Springfield police cruiser early Saturday morning. According to the department, at around 2 a.m., officers were assisting with traffic in and outside the parking garage as bars and nightclubs were letting out in the lower Worthington Street area when a driver got into a car with two passengers and almost immediately drove into a parked, unmarked cruiser. Officers uh, conducted a field sobriety test on the driver, 24-year-old Kristen Vasquez of Adams, uh, before placing her under arrest on the 100 block of Bridge Street. The two passengers were released. A search of the vehicle revealed a loaded firearm that was wedged between the driver's seat and the center console. Kristen uh, uh, Vasquez of Adams is charged with carrying a loaded firearm without a license, OUI liquor, carrying a firearm without a license, carrying uh, all kinds of different things, and... Too much mascara, cause it runs when you oh, cry. When you get your mugshot taken,
0: you know. Um, I realize that mugshot photos are re- really taken at like the worst possible time. Mm-hmm. You don't—they don't give you a chance to like, you know, brush your hair or whatever. But you can tell just by the look on her face that she's having a hell of a day. Mm-hmm. It's like everything that ha- everything that was going, everything that she intended to happen uh, the other day, yeah, failed, and it only got worse. It just got worse and worse and worse. You know, she probably thought, I'm going to go out, going to have myself some fun, going to you know get out into the world a little bit, and then boom, everything around her starts crashing down. You know what they
1: do when uh, your mascara runs like that? No. It's kind of like they fingerprint you, but they just put your face up against the wall and make an imprint.
0: Probably not a bad idea. It's
1: called the Manitoba mugshot. shot. <laughs> You don't have to look that up. I'm not gonna it. look that
0: up because I think it's probably more disgusting than that.
1: Two men are facing firearm charges after an AR fifteen style rifle was located inside of a vehicle after a traffic stop on Sunday, according to Springfield Police. Around two thirty A.M. officers were called to a shot spotter activation in the area of James Street. When they arrived, they saw a vehicle with two people in it attempted to conduct a traffic stop. The driver, however, did not stop and drove slowly on several streets before stopping in the middle of an intersection on Quincy Street. The driver was arrested and the passenger was detained while officers conducted an investigation. The officers found an AR-15-style rifle capable of holding 30 rounds of ammunition was loaded uh, with 13 rounds. What happened to the other 23? Well, yeah, they were used up. Actually, no, it would be, wait, 13 rounds. So it would be 17. Oh, what do right? we do? why are, I, we I are we introducing so math. math? I know. This is the problem. You no, know, this is... You know, you don't know, think one of those cops has a problem like figuring out the math when? Well, let's see, thirty rounds, thirteen uh, is twenty-three left.
0: No, 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 no. We're all wrong. You <laughs> no, got to carry no, no. the one, and you got to some. You got to separate the tens yeah. from the tens place, yeah. and then uh, the ones from the ones place, and you do the math that way. It's the new math.
1: You got to do sign. What is that?
0: What is sign? sine? S i n e.
1: I don't. That's even, a math thing too. You remember that. <laughs> You know what it is? I just uh, I was so bad at math uh, in school that I just remember bits and pieces. Like I remember words, like I remember the word "sign," but I don't know what it means.
0: Yeah, I remember isosceles. I always thought that was a fun word to oh, say. Oh,
1: isosceles.
0: But if you ask me how to figure out the you know the size of an isosceles triangle, wasn't or the, the angles, I couldn't I couldn't tell you.
1: Wasn't that the Greek god of algebra, Isosceles? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Didn't he uh, do something?
0: You know, I'm uh, I'm so mathematically uh, yeah. deficient that I remember literally sitting in in math class having a teacher teach new math concepts and me just staring right at his face mm. not understanding a word that he said. New, not a bit of it. New math concepts couldn't
1: grasp any of it. This stuff these kids learn these days, I can't, uh, I can't uh, catch up with that. No, of course not. I've tried to immerse myself into uh, you know, finding out how to solve some of these problems. And while you know, logically many people could solve some of these problems, right. you're not doing it the right way. It's this, this roundabout way of like adding all these extra steps to get the same answer you would have gotten if you had just done it in your
0: head. Here's the dumb part. On occasion, something will snap in my head, mm-hmm. and I'll get something right. Years ago, one of my kids uh, like needed a math tutor. No yeah. big deal. Teacher would come over and uh, and and tutor the kid. But there was a question that was assigned uh, that made no sense to my kids, made no sense to my ex-wife, made, made no sense to the teacher who was tutoring the math. Mm-hmm. It was like one of these real complicated pre algebraic questions yeah. that a third or fourth grader was supposed to figure out and i'm just sitting there minding my own business you know not really getting involved in any kind of mathematical discussion knowing my deficiencies in this right finally they're, they're like about to give up i said "Well, let me take a look and they're like okay sure fine and i got it right and Ooh, i got it right quick look at you and they couldn't believe that i got it right but i got it right it's like it, it, if it's a concept I can maybe get it, but as soon as you add numbers into it, forget it. You have to show your work. Yeah, I did. I did show my work, yeah. and they were like, oh, "Wow, that works." I'm like, "Yes, yes."
1: That happened to me in college with the the math. Yeah, I figured out it was. I don't even remember what exactly the problem was, but it was something to do with miles per hour. And the way I did it actually got the same answer as you would have gotten if you had done it the way she was teaching it.
0: I don't know. Maybe I'm
1: smarter than you are, lady.
0: Possibly, the Hawkman is asking us how did either one of us graduate college, Uh, dude? It took me five and a half years. Yeah, and you know what? Uh,
1: Somebody mentioned this to me a couple of months ago, and I have to believe that it's very true. You're basically buying a degree from a college when you when you go there. (laughs) You are, <laughs> yeah. Of you, course are you are sen- essentially just buying yourself a degree. As long as you show up to most of the classes, you're probably going to pass. Probably, yeah. You know, because most of the most of the professors don't want to see a failure rate, and they ha- how think about how the, all the kids that were in uh, any number of your classes when you were in college. Yeah, how many really showed up, and how many really put the effort into it? <sighs> probably the ones that were actually paying for it for themselves. Were the ones that had a little more incentive to to show
0: up. To well, them. I noticed that many of the basketball players I had classes with rarely showed up.
1: Yeah, that's what they I'm get, talking they're getting everything about. for free. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. College degrees are bought. I got this. Uh, this is a great. This is a great little topic here. I got this solicitation from the Westfield State Alumni Association. Okay. Right. So yeah. they call. Uh. What well, they they said, "Hey, call this number. We want to update your information." Right. Okay, so I said, "All right, uh, just for craps and giggles, I'll uh, I'll call and update my information." And the guy asked me a bunch of questions. It sounded like a kid. It sounded like uh, you know, uh, like the student working on whatever project this is. And he's a nice, nice enough kid. He was asking me all these questions about what I do and where I work and all this other stuff. Never heard of me, right. you know that kind of thing. Because why would anybody from your home college ever hear about
0: you? Well, he's probably from well in he Westfield. Prob- yeah, he he's probably, probably from another part he's of the probably state, from
1: Franklin or something like that. But anyway, he asked me all these questions, and at the end, he goes, "Well, <laughs> what a deal we have for you today!" And he starts doing this sales pitch of this like digital. Like digital thing that you can buy mm-hmm. for yourself, right? You know to highlight your. It's like a who's who book of who graduated from Westfield State, but digital. You know, it's like it's like pictures and and you know spoken word, and they use some of your interview that you did on the phone with this guy. Yeah, and then uh, for the for the very low magical price of two hundred and eighty four dollars for the first payment. And then another $284 for the second payment for a digital snapshot of what you do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, know. I said uh, yeah. I'm I'm all set with that. And then they then they drop it down. Like they have this lower priced package, like the cheap. It's like when you buy pictures for your kids at school. Yeah. It's like, oh no, I'm taking the twenty nine dollar package. I'm not taking the sixty nine dollar package. It's like Olin
0: Mills or grinning Barrett figuring yeah. out how to get involved
1: yeah. in college. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I was like, are you kidding me? To over five hundred dollars. Oh yeah, almost almost
0: almost six hundred bucks. I, I get. I told you before. I got these. I get these phone calls. From Marquette's Alumni Association all yeah. the time. And there was one time where they said, you know, yeah, you know, we would were, we're trying to uh you know establish some uh, some yeah. scholarship funds. Yeah. May I put you down for a 1000 dollars donation? Yeah. And I I, yeah. I I I laughed out loud. I didn't want to embarrass this poor kid, but I laughed yeah. out loud. A thousand dollars? And uh you know, Are you out of your mind? Right, exactly.
1: And then this kid doing the interview uh was like, you know, he, say, he says the price, and I'm like did you not just listen to what, what I said i do? <laughs> I can't afford that. That's like clothing and food oh, for my yes. children. I can't afford to waste that on a digital alumni book. And frankly, uh, if you wanted me to hock these things, you should have said, oh, we're going to give you that one for free. You know what I mean? Because I'll go on social media and promote it for you.
0: I think uh, Marquette was just offering a $150 coffee mug. Oh, oh, I, oh that's I, that's very cheap. Yeah, no, it was totally worth it. And I but I did not uh I did not jump at that chance. No, you should have. No, I know 150 bucks seemed a little pricey, a little bit much for the uh, the coffee mug. It wasn't even really all that nice of a coffee mug. It's I just- got plenty of coffee mugs at home with no logos and says nothing about Marquette, And you know what? Uh I can keep uh, my $150 to myself to buy Lots of coffee.
1: I'm going to keep my 600 bucks and pay bills with it. <laughs> a Syracuse man was charged with arson after police said he set his shower curtain on fire in his apartment to try to get visitors to leave on Friday night. Did it
0: work? Yeah. All right, well.
1: Uh, success, right? Uh, 39-year-old Daniel Hart at about 12.20 a.m. wanted people inside of his apartment to leave, uh, police said in a criminal complaint filed in city court. He went into his bathroom, set the shower curtain on fire with a lighter and the curtain fell onto the floor where it burned until officers arrived and stomped on it until it was extinguished. The door in the, the door frame in the floor of the bathroom was burned. By setting fire, to Hart endangered the people in his apartment and other people living in the building, and that's why they arrested him. County records show uh, 13 units in that particular building. That's a, that's a good way to get people out of your house. There are easier ways, though.
0: Less destructive ways.
1: Less destructive, but if nobody is listening to you, yeah, I would have to imagine that he probably said, "Hey, uh, guys, uh, listen, it's eleven o'clock. I got neighbors. Uh, I got to work tomorrow. I got to work in the morning. Uh, can you? Can y'all just kind of? Yeah, 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 no problem, Dan. Oh, no, problem, man. and then they all keep drinking. You know, they're then all of a sudden they're into like the beer funnels. And, uh, you yeah, know, know, everybody's uh, You know, everybody gets caught up in the moment, and finally. You know, he doesn't have a megaphone. If he had a megaphone, he would have been able to say, "Hey, you ain't got to go
0: home, but you can't stay here." Yeah, but if you burn like a shower curtain, mm-hmm. unless you've got an auxiliary shower curtain uh yeah you know, to replace it with, yeah. Now you're stuck with a fire in the in the in the apartment and no shower curtain. How mm-hmm. are you supposed to take a shower in the morning when you go to work? I don't think
1: the, this man with his actions even really cares about showering or doing any of
0: that stuff. He just, oh, just wanted people think, out of his
1: apartment. I just
0: don't think he's thinking ahead. There's yeah. easier ways to get people out of an apartment.
1: There's easier ways, but again, he was successful. Ultimately, but for for if, uh, but like but the cost. If you had to wait for the police to come to put the shower curtain out, that means anybody in that apartment didn't attempt to put that shower curtain out because they probably ran out of the building. This guy's crazy.
0: <laughs> he may be lighting the bathroom on fire.
1: Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. Some rain showers this morning and clearing by this afternoon with a high of 56. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 55. It is 51 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock
0: 102. Oh yeah. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 652. And the James Gang with Joe Walsh on Rock 102.
1: Uh, rain this morning and then tapering off to sunshine with a high of 56. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 55. It is 51 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: We've got uh, Am I the A-hole coming up next hour. Uh-huh. We'll do that. And uh, there's some other stuff today, too. Like? I don't know. Uh, I figured we'd uh, talk about a couple things uh, here and there. You yes, know, and that. Around, and the, w- yeah, around the block.
1: And, uh, maybe some of that, too. Huh? Sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll be doing all that stuff. Uh, let's see, uh, I'm trying to, uh, find this. Oh, yeah, this, uh, this guy, I'm reading about this guy who, um, his name is Jackson Rutland, and he's 19 years old, and he called his ex last Wednesday at about 5.40 in the morning and told her, uh, he took her mother's ashes. Okay. So he could sell them and get money for drugs. Ashes? Yeah, yeah, it's really not the way to, to do that. Uh, he said he took some of her uh, mom's cremated remains, some of some of the cremated remains, not all of them, and was planning to sell them to get money and buy heroin, which doesn't really make sense at all. And no one seems to know why, where, or how he thought he could sell the ashes, but it doesn't sound like he stole the whole urn, just some of the ashes. His ex-girlfriend wasn't home when he called, but came back and found the back door kicked in and the ashes on the floor, so he apparently spilled some on the way out, oh, too. Oh,
0: boy. I mean, is there a big uh, is there a big demand for human ashes? No. I mean, I can see like an urn. I mean, a nice urn is uh, yeah, yeah, that's valuable. But you know, the contents inside. I mean, what are you going to do with that?
1: Uh, I don't know. You
0: can't like uh, you can't like cut down cocaine with it. <laughs> you <know? laughs> no, you. You probably can't. Although, didn't uh, didn't Keith Richards? Uh, snort part of his dad's remains at one point. Okay. that's
1: that's Going the- back to your fake news uh, thing, is that true or is that just an urban
0: legend? I don't know if it's true or not. It's the kind of thing that if you ask Keith, is it true? He'd give you an answer. My dad was always up my ass and now I'm
1: up his. Oh. See,
0: He'd answer a question like that, just mm. like you did, and you're yeah. not sure exactly whether if, that was English or not. If so, he's telling the truth or not, too. Or even if you could understand what was coming out of the man's mouth. So, you know, that's Ugh. that's the story.
1: My money's into pregnant chicks. Ugh. Are you sure it's not you who's into <laughs> that, Keith? <laughs> Are you sure?
0: Well, listen, you know, sometimes those urban legends outlive... Uh, I'll live it all, like, you know. The same reason, like you had the uh, the Rod Stewart stomach pump story or the yeah. the gerbil story with Richard Gere. We don't yeah. know if these are true or not.
1: Well, every rumor has some sort of truth to it, right? So it might not have well, been a gerbil know if, I don't that he tr-
0: used. I don't know if it's truth or just plausibility. Yeah. Okay. okay. Like you can. All right, maybe it's possible. I suppose. Yeah, Richard Gere. <laughs> yes, I. Don't, I, don't, I don't have no proof of that. It's just. Uh, it's just uh, nothing but a rumor.
1: I guess, but uh, either way, uh, you're not going to get any money for ashes. Nobody, is, is, I, I'm not, I've never been on Facebook Marketplace. Uh, somebody selling, <laughs> hey, I got these old ashes. Anybody want them? Uh, yeah, six bucks. But an urn, yeah, that's valuable. That costs money. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well,
0: depends. I mean, uh, there's scratch and dent places you can get urns from. <laughs> you're going go to go the the uh, the discount funeral home and start uh, kicking some caskets and urns. Well, that's what, uh, you know, remember that guy Lenny with the, the, the,
1: uh, Lenny Lenny Week from the affordable urns and caskets? He had a scratch. He doesn't, he's not in the business anymore. He does, he does other uh, funeral home work, but he doesn't do that business anymore. But it was, uh, he had a scratch and dent section on the website. (laughs) It's like like a used scratch and What
0: do I got to do to get you in this urn today?
1: Well, think about it. It's really about, you know, if you don't, if you don't mind, a little blemish on the side of it. Then what? Why wouldn't you take fifty bucks? Why wouldn't you buy something for fifty bucks?
0: It's it's just a box. that's going to go into the ground. Yeah, and get and destroyed you, anyway.
1: And you know what? If you're like displaying it, you can just turn that urn the other way, and the scratch faces the wall, and nobody has to know. It's a good point. Unless their name is on the front, then and, <laughs> and it, that's a whole <laughs> other yeah, operation. But you don't even need to do that. Yeah, I'm adding in all these mitigating
0: factors. It's uh, eight fifty-seven with Bax and angle and Rock. <laughs> And now,
1: Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego and Craftsman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta.
0: Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As a Massachusetts Broadcasting Hall of Famer, I must tell you that upon receiving that award, I have been offered no additional compensation. There's been no bumps in pay, no additional addendums to my contract, no extra provisions, bonuses, revisions, or modifications. I received a plaque. I also received several additional reward points by staying at the Quincy Marriott. But other than that, I didn't. I got myself a big bag and not much. I will, however, remain patient and assume that some sort of economic windfall might fall my way, a windfall commensurate to all the many lauded achievements of my career. Having said that, let me come down to my uh, temporary delusion of grandeur and tell you about the contract extension that was just given to Charles Barkley from TNT. Uh, Charles, who is a Hall of Famer himself, but for basketball, has just been granted a 10-year deal worth an undisclosed amount of money. However, it is believed that the money involved includes nine figures. That would put Barkley's new contract somewhere between $100 and 200 million billion to remain with TNTs inside the NBA. Now, I am not a mathematical whiz. But that would mean that the new contract would pay him somewhere between 10 to $20 million a year to do whatever the hell he does. The truth is everybody on Inside the NBA just got new contract extensions, Ernie Johnson, Shaq, Kenny Smith, but somehow only the length of Barkley's contract has become public. But he has three years remaining on his current contract, which means he's gonna be there for a while. Now, here's the thing. TNT's agreement with the NBA expires in 2025, but with that new contract, He would be able to carry all of that cash into the new agreement wherever the NBA winds up going. Meanwhile, I have a plaque. Listen, I don't expect to get the same consideration in any of my future contract extensions. Charles Barkley is clearly more valuable a commodity than I could ever be. However, I would be willing to haggle. And I would be willing to have a lot of wiggle room that doesn't include a nine-figure deal. I'd even be willing to forego talking about an 8 or a 7, because that's the sort of reasonable fella that I can be. But hey, an FMI Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. John, the manager of the Agawam Rockies, has been one busy dude. An expanded Carhartt department, a huge tool department. It's an all new Agawam Rockies. John and his Agawam team are eager to help you stop on by. Good people, rock solid service, at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm Bax. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-11 and Rat with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Rain this
1: morning tapering off to sunshine with a high of 56. Tomorrow sunny with a high of 55. It's 51 in downtown Springfield.
0: Uh, we still don't have an open uh, a big production piece for Am I the A-Hole.
1: Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know uh, what that would be. I guess we could use that Dennis Leary song, uh, and bleep it out. Yeah, but you have whatever. to bleep an awful
0: lot of it and out. Then, uh, I don't know.
1: Hey, do, do we really need uh, sound
0: bits? Sure, for- you do, Steve. Really? I mean, oh yeah, you got to make it big to make it like sound like a, there's a like a there's effort. There is effort. There's a lot of effort. On sure. This thing. No, I get it. I just you know it it just gives the illusion that there's more effort than we're giving. That's all.
1: All right. Well, here's uh here's M I the A Hole. Okay. Okay. Yes. Ho ho ho. It's time for M I the A Hole with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Yeah,
0: I think we might How want to that? workshop that a little bit.
1: Well, I think that was a perfectly good intro.
0: No, I'm not sure what the, I'm not even sure what you said half of, half of that.
1: I said it's M I the uh A hole uh with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. How oh. did you not uh, see that?
0: I I, 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 yeah. I I wasn't seeing it.
1: I still don't even know what you say at the end of your view from the couch after uh, being here 18 years, but yet here we are, and you're questioning me of what I just said. I
0: I believe the last thing I say is Steve Nagel's a jerk on Rock 102. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure it says something else. All right, you ready? I'm ready. I, 29 female. Not me. You don't look
0: like a 29-year-old female.
1: I feel like it, though.
0: I think it's the facial hair that gives it away.
1: My boobs are perky enough. Uh, I, 29 female, have been with my husband, 30 male, for 10 years and married for a few years now. We've had a rocky relationship on and off because he has a serious passion for a specific sport. And I often feel like I'm a second best to said sport. She doesn't want to say what the sport is because, you know. It might identify who she is. Okay. Not only does he have a job working in his sports industry, but he helps coach and team a uh, coach a team, and during their season, has practiced three to four days a week, for about half the day on Saturday. On top of it, on top of this, he's constantly traveling for events during the season. At least four multi-day trips, usually more like six to eight, and two of them are major events, and he's gone for four to five days. I work two jobs, part time in retail and food service, and full time as a custodian for a school. Because of this, I get the same breaks as the kids. My husband's thirtieth birthday is soon, and honestly, honestly, my field of Fs is barren. I like how she. Wrote that. Her field
0: of Fs. Yeah, yeah.
1: I've always gone out uh, all out for his birthday. I plan parties, make his favorite meal and desserts, buy him presents and cards, plan trips, plan events with all his friends, like laser tag. Okay laser tag okay if you're a 30 year old man still into laser tag then maybe uh you should reevaluate the things that he likes versus <laughs> the way he's treating you yeah no kidding anyway uh you know they're doing the uh what was it I, laser tag the only time we did something low-key was during the pandemic On the other hand, my birthday falls right around the three-quarter mark of his sports season, and we haven't ever done anything special for my birthday that I haven't planned, and the last thing I planned was in 2017. He always gets me some presents and a card, but there's no party, no trips, nothing big, because he's always too busy with his sport. Most of the time, he misses my birthday itself because he either has practice or he's away at an event. This year, I have two weeks off right after my birthday for spring break, and I wanted to do something for my birthday. He asked me about a month ago to go to pick the sport events that work best with our schedule. Needed to pick two and a backup in case, uh, you know, the first two didn't work out. I said I didn't care, just specifically didn't want the event that is the weekend in the middle of my break. Well, guess what? All the other events were full, so they signed up for the one I specifically didn't want. I was so frustrated by this, and as a result, I just honestly haven't cared about his birthday this year. We're going on a trip across the country for a big sport event for his birthday, and outside of that, I haven't done anything. No present, no card, I didn't plan a party, etc. He gave me a 24-hour notice that he wanted to have a small get-together with some work friends and some other coaches on his team. A six-hour notice that this get-together would be at our house. All right.
0: All right. That was his mistake.
1: We cleaned the house, went shopping, and I made some of his favorite party food as well as his favorite dessert. The entire time, I honestly felt like the maid. We played some party games, and I didn't understand most of their inside jokes or references. They talked basically the whole time about their sport, and I just ended up feeling left out. So would I be the a-hole if I didn't do anything else to celebrate his birthday? I'm just so burnt out feeling like I put in all the effort, and it's never reciprocated. Ah. Uh. I think she set herself up. Oh, here's an update. Uh, I'm a highly sensitive person and I have autism as well, so I don't know if this is me
0: overreacting. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I don't think she's overreacting. I don't know if she's overreacting, but I think she set herself up for this kind of disappointment. Because he's not asking for that kind of celebration on his birthday. He told you what he wants to do on his birthday. You're making a bigger deal than he wants. So it's never going to be an equal distribution of birthday wishes Plus, you've been with this guy for ten years. You know how passionate he is about about this one thing, his sport. So, yeah. if you're if you understood that going into this marriage after being together for ten years, yeah. none of this should be surprising. And it's not like he's just going to be able to stop doing what he's doing now that he's involved in so many other aspects of it. It's part of what he does.
1: One of the uh, one of the comments was, "You think your problem is the birthday, <clears throat> but it's your marriage, lady." There's, well, there is that. There's that too, and she said, uh, "I guess I did know the problem isn't the birthday; it's the marriage. But the birthday is the most immediate thing that really shows how fractured it is." Uh, thank you for putting this into perspective for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're not even getting along to begin with. It sounds like you want what you give him.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, why I'm saying right, she right. set herself up. Right. If you put in, if you put in like 300 percent effort. Into right. something, and he can only give you a hundred, even though he's doing the best he can for you, considering the time constraints and the amount of money or you know, this, this the schedule involved. Yeah, there's no way he can ever live up to what you're giving him. You're setting yourself up to be disappointed by a guy who, if your birthday were being celebrated two three months later, then it's a totally different thing. But
1: it's not. Yeah,
0: just the reality of it. Just like that
1: lady on the airplane yesterday that was uh, yapping and yipping all kinds of the one, yeah, the one that told everybody oh, to go f themselves, f themselves, and yeah, she, they, she wouldn't have, she couldn't have her dog on her lap. Can you imagine listening to the, this lady all day long? All day with a yap yeah, yap. Yeah, I, oh, I, I, I did this for your birthday, and you uh, love your sport, and you don't love me as much.
0: Apparently, your birthday is more <laughs> important than my birthday. <clears throat> Moving along. This is, it's, and, and you and I kind of feel the same way about birthdays. It's like, you know, we're, we're kind of done with it. It's like, it's not a big deal. Yeah, I don't, I don't care.
1: I don't, it's just another day to me. It I doesn't took, seem like it needs to be celebrated.
0: I took a nap. It's the best part of my birthday. I think I took a nap too. Yeah. It's like, I mean, that's, I, I needed yeah. that more than I would ever need a party. I did uh, what I normally
1: do every single day, which was take a nap. You know, it's it's, nothing nothing new about that. Uh, Here's another one. You ready? Yes. Am I the a-hole for calling out my wife's smoking in front of her friends? My wife has a genetic disorder that we just found out about, uh, causing her to form blood clots very easily. She has a very serious incident about six months ago, was in the hospital for two weeks, and now will be on medication for life when her doctors figured out the issue. She's a social smoker. It only does it every now and then, typically with her friends, and she's having a drink. However... I've explained to her how dangerous it is, coupled with her medical condition to be smoking at all. I haven't made much progress, and she smoked a number of times uh, since she left the hospital. Finally, yesterday at a party, I confronted her in front of her friends, about seven of them at the party at our house, and I told them how serious her condition is. I was very polite, and I asked them for help to try to influence her to stop. I apologize for having to bring this up at the party, but it's very serious, and I'm worried that she will not stop without their insistence. Obviously, she's annoyed with me and hasn't spoken to me for the, for the last day and a half. <sighs>
0: That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Because to me, he's right. If she's got a condition that is okay. uh, being elevated by her smoking, yeah, she really should stop smoking.
1: I'm also uh, wondering why you would schedule a party knowing that this woman only smokes when she drinks. And then you have a party with a bunch of alcohol and then shame her going yeah you shouldn't be doing all this stuff well you know what my condition is you know that i only like a good camel in my mouth uh you know <laughs> when i'm ha- when i'm <laughs> when i'm having a little Kodiak. yeah you know? right yeah oh, see, sure uh, why yeah. would you throw a party like that i don't know i like mean he's the he's the jerk here
0: i don't know who's the jerk here i mean you know maybe he's the jerk because he brought this up at a like an embarrassing moment but i mean she shouldn't be smoking yes
1: but he doesn't mention anything about like you know uh, who initiated the party why was the party even at your house i would imagine that if somebody was going through something that like a medical condition you wouldn't inc- if you're trying to get somebody to not do something yeah. you know that they only smoke when they drink and you're encouraging this uh, with a party full of alcoholic beverages, and then expecting this woman to not do what she normally does. And I want to know how many people around the group were smoking with her, because that's going to make a difference too. It's a good point. You're not going to give up on your uh, on on this uh, socially accepted thing that you're doing <laughs> with other people when other people have that same mindset. Yeah, they're not going to tell you, uh, "Oh yeah, stop stop smoking." Here, have a drag.
0: I uh, I've never been one of those people that felt that uh, that smoking either embellished uh, the alcohol consumption or the other way around.
1: Well, it was was the uh, I only I only smoke when I drink and I only drink on days that end in Y.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a healthy approach. Yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, I I would say uh, he's the a hole for uh, for doing that.
0: Bad timing on his part, but you know, on the other hand, if smoking is causing her, you know, some serious health issues like like, present health issues as yeah. opposed to, like, low birth weight or the threat of emphysema many years from now, uh, you know, you might want to not smoke while you have all your friends over.
1: Well, I mean, you know, my uh, my dad was a heavy drinker, and my mom used to buy him booze so and complain about it, complain about the way he got. Yeah. Well, hey, why were you buying him the stuff then?
0: Because there's always an enabler.
1: That's what I mean. Yeah. But there's an enabler that wants the problem to stop. But yet, you continue to do the thing that would be like you should, should. I think, I think towards the end, she finally said, Yeah, you go get it yourself. And I'm like, Where were you 40 years ago?
0: <laughs> yeah, before things got really bad,
1: right? So, I don't know. I, I'm gonna say it's this guy.
0: It's uh, 723 with Banks and Nagel on Rock 102. Football season is underway, 80 44. It's 726 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102.
1: It's uh, going to be uh, eventually sunny today with the rain tapering off and a high of 56 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 55. It's 51 in downtown Springfield.
0: Uh, let's see here. Uh, as you know, uh, Rock 102 is uh, your home for Patriots football. Monday night, Patriots will be hosting the Chicago Bears. The pregame show begins at 530 with kickoff schedule for 815. Join Bob Sochi and Scott Zolak as they bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102. Yes, they do. Yes, and uh, Zolak will be joining us on Thursday, and there'll be much to talk to him about, too.
1: Well, I'll have to rip and read some uh, sports analysis and make it my own like I usually
0: do. You know, I have to tell you yesterday when we had Cohen in here. Yeah. And uh, you started uh, you know, rattling off some really deep, well-thought-out analysis. I thought, mm-hmm. huh, you know what? I think this kid's coming around. You know what it is, though? He steamrolls right through it. It's going. Cohen does. Yeah, he, it's like he's dismissing it a little bit.
1: Well, because uh, you know why? Because it's more intelligent stuff than than he can come up with.
0: He wanted to focus on you and I uh, you know, having sleep apnea. Yeah. Like, he was real fixated on that. Or
1: his car not having a dipstick. Right. Except for the one driving the vehicle.
0: Look, well, he even posted uh, a comment on the on the picture that was that was posted on Friday of you and I outside uh, MGM. Yeah. And uh, calling us like, uh, you know, CPAP wearing phonies. Ain't nothing phony about wearing a CPAP if you can't breathe at night. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a serious condition.
1: It's one of those things that, uh, like I said, uh, a lot of people have it, and nobody wants to talk about it because it's very it's an unsightly uh, device to have.
0: Sure, it's not but, the sexiest thing that, uh, in the house. But like I said, at this uh,
1: little uh, get together I was at the other day, and uh, everybody starts talking about their CPAP machines. Uh, you feel like you're among you're among friends, yeah. you're among uh, a club of people who. Uh, Immerse themselves in uh, in the CPAP wearing business.
0: See, Scott's reaction was the reaction you get all the time. How can you sleep with that thing in your face? Yeah. And the answer is, I wasn't sleeping when I didn't have it on my face. Hmm. Think about I that. see
1: they you see. Could totally what, yeah, turn you the totally turned the tables. Yeah, a little conundrum thing you gave them. That's it. Yeah, something to think about.
0: Right. See. Haven't slept in 20 years. Now think. I got a thing in my face. Now I'm sleeping like a baby.
1: Think about it.
0: Exactly. That's right. Exactly. Uh-huh. It's just about 729 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Here's your Western. It's 731 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Jay Smeagle Roofing. Visit J. Here's local radio icon, Steve Nagel.
1: Well, thanks, Bax. Uh, Carew, uh, I'm sorry, Cruz in Springfield responded to Carew Street. Cruz on Carew. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. How about that? That sounds like a good band name. Uh, Monday night for reports of a car accident, Fire Department... P.I.O.
0: Public Information Officer.
1: Oh, is that what it is? Yes. That is the first time I've seen that written like that.
0: I've never heard. Of, I've never seen it written like that. But yeah, that's yeah. Public Information Officer.
1: Springfield Fire Department P.O. Drew Piemonti. Pima- See, I can't even say it right. P.O. Drew Piemonti. P.O. Monty. P.O. Monty. Oh, he's the P.O.
0: Monte. Like he was born for this job.
1: Yeah. Uh, I told uh, Western Mass News, one person was execrated and transported to a local hospital with non-life-threatening injuries when the uh, Western Mass crew arrived on the scene around 1030 and saw a vehicle without its driver's door uh, loaded onto a tow truck in front of a Carew Street residence. What happened to the rest of the car? You didn't the rest of the car? You just taking a door?
0: I don't know. Yes, I-
1: two tr- that's a two-truck night. Yes. No official word on what the uh, the cause of the accident is, but the uh, the PO says non-life-threatening injuries.
0: Um you ever read the uh, any stories about Padre Pio? No. Uh, Padre Pio was this uh was this priest, right? Mhm. Who had uh who somehow was able to be found in two different places at once. Had the stigmata on his hands, you know, the same wounds of Jesus. Yeah. Wouldn't it be interesting you found out that this guy was God's public information officer? Oh yeah, like this guy. I mean, he's been dead for years, but like this guy was like all of a sudden was getting, you know, like press releases from God every week. Mm-hmm. Make sure you read this. Yeah. Here, I, we're we're having an event up here. What do, you, what do you what do you tell yeah. them about that?
1: Well, how much is the damage? Oh, about five thousand dollars. <laughs> Giving them giving him, uh, yeah, like yeah, estimates, estimates, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Damage estimates. A woman from Adams... The Crusades. Was, how much did that cost? Yeah. A woman from
1: Adams was arrested after crashing into a Springfield police cruiser early Saturday morning. According to the department, around 2 a.m., officers were assisting with traffic in and outside the parking garages. Bars and nightclubs were letting out in the lower Worthington Street area. When a driver got into a car with two passengers and almost immediately drove into a parked, unmarked cruiser... Officers uh, conducted a field sobriety test on the driver, 24-year-old Kristen Vasquez of Adams, before placing her under arrest on the 100 block of Bridge Street. The two passengers were released, and a search of the vehicle revealed a loaded firearm that was wedged between the driver's seat and the center console.
0: That's really not a place to hold a gun. No, I wouldn't think so. But, you know, she was having a bad, bad day.
1: Yeah. All right, so the gun is in the car. The other two people, uh, she must have admitted that it was hers because I would imagine that uh, you would say, "Well, that doesn't—that gun doesn't belong to me. That's her gun."
0: Um, I don't
1: know how that works.
0: I don't know how it works either. Is this one of those situations where it, maybe it's not her gun, but she's saying it's her gun because the people who were also in the car are very, very bad people? Maybe. Uh, she had a lot of. I mean, I know I've seen a lot of. Uh, a lot of crime shows in my day, and that's why I'm kind of thinking that way. Yeah. But I'm just wondering, you know, she seems... The mugshot you know, suggests he's probably, uh, you know, deep inside a very sweet girl. You, just having a really horrible, horrible afternoon.
1: Uh, I don't know. It seems more like a badass kind of move.
0: Maybe. Maybe. But you just, you know, like, until you know more information.
1: And you And you've cried so much, your extra thick mascara is now running down your face. Tears of a clown. No
0: one likes to see a grown woman cry. No one does.
1: Uh, Investigators have recovered a mirror of the the van involved in a pedestrian hit-and-run accident last week in Hadley that injured a 13-year-old boy and are now asking local auto repair shops to report any related vehicle repairs. On Tuesday, October 11th at around 7.30 a.m., a 13-year-old boy was struck by a van while crossing Route 9 at a crosswalk near the Hampshire Juvenile Court. The Northwestern DA's office on Monday said the boy is still in hospital for his injuries. Police believe the vehicle involved is a white 1997 to 2004 Ford Econoline cargo van with an extended rear length. Investigators have found a passenger side mirror in the area of the accident and believe the vehicle continued westbound on Route 9 uh, to the roundabout in Northampton and then headed on I-91 south.
0: Those are the ones with those really big uh, rear view mirrors, right? The side mirrors?
1: Yeah. the big. And they, uh, and they
0: extend out a little bit more than thus, usual?
1: They're like, uh, like for... Trucks, almost. Yeah, for big trucks. Jeez.
0: Yeah, Uh, I don't. Do you think
1: they'd be telling telling everybody what they're asking for? I mean, you know,
0: there's a lot of Econoline vans out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know.
1: Uh, No heat, no hot water, and a sewage leak in the basement. That's what the city's code enforcement said led to 683 State Street in Springfield being condemned. Now, a Springfield mother of two is trying to figure out where she will live. Uh, Darisol Morales said, "I just keep a happy faith. Nothing face, nothing is going on. I just deal with it. I can't sit and complain about it. I have to make something happen." She lived at six eighty five State Street for nearly two years. She said the building didn't have hot water for days, and that's when tenants called for a city inspector. The uh, condemnation notice came on Friday. Since then, she's been trying to figure out when she's supposed to be out of the building and what's next. She told 22 News she's called the owner of the property, Springfield Gardens, multiple times. The only answer that we got was, "Figure it out." So we don't have to. Uh, we don't have an explanation. <laughs> we don't even know what's going on until the health health inspector put this paper on each door. That's well, always good that we have good landlords in the city. Yeah, there. no kidding.
0: Uh, uh, I, four, is it, it? Fourteen families is in.
1: Yeah, is 14, that what it is. Fourteen. Uh, however, the deputy director of the city's code enforcement, Keith O'Connor, said, uh, "Told 22 News off camera that it's up to the landlord to find adequate housing for the tenants. For the tenants, they're not going to find adequate housing. It sounds like they don't even care to find good housing for the housing that they have.
0: Yeah, this is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is by the Walgreens on State Street. Okay, so that would be. Let me see what's the uh, the cross street there." I believe it's State and Hancock. I think that's the building. <laughs> Hancock.
1: Herb <laughs> Street. Yeah, right. Uh, O'Connor said an inspector Monday reported hot water has been restored to the building, but there is still no heat. I don't heat heat now. It's like a, it sounds like a dad running this building. I ain't turning the heat on till November 1st.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, ever, you ever have a, a, a landlord that was just like a, like a, a slumlord? I, I did d-
1: i did
0: no i don't think i ever had it you know i never
1: uh, had yeah. that experience
0: i i had a landlord that was in fact a slumlord and uh it took us to court because he thought we had uh, had committed all this damage to the place since it turns out this was damage that preceded us getting into this place and so uh you know he took us to court we countersued and we won we got uh twice our Security deposit back. Oh, there you go. Then the next place that I lived in was like the best landlord I ever had. Like if if like if for example, say like the the knob off the stove mm-hmm. came loose, this guy would replace the whole damn stove. He wouldn't replace the knob. He was just excessive. You know, if there was like a like a chip in the paint on the wall. He'd <coughs> repaint the whole room. Yeah, guy was fantastic.
1: I think the the shottiest place I lived in was those apartments over by the movie theaters in West
0: Springfield. The
1: home like apartments,
0: It's like home, but not really like a no, home. No,
1: not 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 really. Um, there was a uh, there was quite a few, and it wasn't even. A, they maintained the building well. It wasn't about the. It was about the characters of the people that lived there. Right, and a lady upstairs for me. Uh, she uh, shisted. Uh, I think it was. Um, Rent-A-Center, or one of those places. Okay. This lady, she would stomp her feet all day long, blast her music, and I worked nights, so it like sucked because she was so loud during the day. Right. But like I was the kind of person that really didn't complain all that much about it because I knew that my schedule was different. But it was even for a regular daytime noise level, she was very noisy. And then one day, uh, she finally, uh, I thought she was moving out. I thought it was a moving truck, but it was really a rent a center truck. She got a brand new furniture, TV, all the whole thing, right? <laughs> and then three weeks later, she moved out. And then a month after that, the people from Rent-a-Center were knocking on her door, saying, "Hey, where's our money for the uh, the stuff that you got out Oops. of Rent-a-Center?" Oh, so she basically stole a bunch of
0: cheap furniture from uh, Rent-a-Center.
1: <laughs> how will they ever recover? Yeah,
0: I don't know. I don't know. They'll have to overcharge people somewhere else.
1: Uh, oh, this, uh, this five hundred dollar TV. How much you pay for it? Uh, three thousand oh, dollars. My God, that so I financed it.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Uh, members, and, and only 26% interest. Members of the uh, Springfield Climate Justice Coalition will be protesting in front of Eversource's headquarters today. The protesters are unhappy with the company's proposal to cut down 370 acres of forest land in Hampshire and Franklin counties. Eversource wants to waive the required environmental impact report for the project, but protesters want state officials to demand it. They also oppose Eversource's proposal for a new gas pipeline through Longmeadow in Springfield. Things are heating up over at Eversource, mm. but not in the way you'd want them to. You see what I did there? I a little play on words with the, uh, you know, because they're an energy
0: company. No, I got I, it.
1: I pointed that out. I got it. Uh, a black bear that attacked a 10-year-old boy has been euthanized, Connecticut wildlife officials confirmed yesterday. The attack happened around 11 a.m. on Sunday in the town of Morris. A spokesperson with the Department of Energy and Environmental Protection said Details about the attack have not been released, but according to the spokesperson, the boy was taken to a local hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. The bear was found by Deeps Environmental uh, Conservation Police and Connecticut State Police and euthanized. This isn't the first bear euthanized in Connecticut this year. A Ju- in June, a bear deemed a public safety threat was euthanized after breaking into a home in Canton. A homeowner told wildlife officials they tried to scare the bear away, but the animal tried to break through a window. It then ran away, only to return to the area a few hours later. The bear then ransacked a home's kitchen and was found with food items it had taken because it had showed no signs of fear or wariness of people. Officials euthanized the bear.
0: That's
1: hmm. yeah, not fair to the bear.
0: It's not fair to the bear, but you know, I mean, I, and it's it's terrible that uh, the bear attacked you know a young kid. But it's times like these I wish you know we weren't so prone to mocking. Julie Tremel's video mm-hmm. of what to do in case of a bear attacks.
1: Well, she did give uh, good advice. She gave great her. advice. Yeah. Get this. The bear population has been on the rise across Connecticut. Officials said earlier this year five years ago, the population was around 600 to 800 bears. Now it's estimated to be around 1,200 bears.
0: I tell you there's, there's bears all over the place. I know, I know somebody who lives not that far away from me who uh, who took a video of bears in their backyard. You know,
1: we could uh, we could eliminate the population explosion by just handing out condoms in bird feeders instead of bird seed. You know, a bear goes up there, and he's like, oh, look at that bird seed. And he gets up there, and he's like, it's just uh, ribbed for her pleasure.
0: Right. Have, have you ever seen a bear's paw? Yeah. Okay, so they're very, very big, right? But they've also got very thick claws. Yeah. Okay, and... Uh, I, I try to imagine this. You're a bear, okay, and you're in a situation where <clears throat> you're in heat, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, the bear, uh, you know, goes down to the local CVS, buys himself uh, a pack of uh, condoms. I'm going to say magnums because I I don't even know how big a bear. Really? I'm is. Sure a bear say, is
1: probably bigger than a human.
0: Po- probably. But yeah. with those big claws, don't you think it would be very difficult for a bear to put one on?
1: Well, you, you use mitts. You buy a, a couple of mitts, like oven mitts.
0: Oven so mitts? Doesn't,
1: yeah, it doesn't uh, puncture the You bear. think you
0: could put a condom on with a pair of oven mitts? Yes. I don't think you could. How do you know? I'm just saying, it's a, a natural assumption. You know, it, it's like, uh, you know. I don't know, like a survival of the fittest type of thing. Listen,
1: if you don't give these bears the condoms, they're going to start ransacking homes not only for food, but for Plan B kits.
0: No, I get that. It makes perfect sense. Plus, I'm sure a bear doesn't really want to have any kind of venereal disease. I mean, they're bears, for crying out loud. The only thing a a bear needs is syphilis or gonorrhea or even HPV. Bears don't want that any more than anybody else does. But with them big claws, Steve, they're just going to rip those condoms to shreds. Like how this
1: bear is the guy, is he not going to the clinic to get checked up for all these diseases?
0: Some bears are very, very hesitant to be seen by a public health official.
1: Oh, is that so?
0: Yes. They don't want to go into the clinic. They don't want to go into the hospital. Yeah. You don't see a whole lot of bears in the emergency room.
1: Hey, uh, what happened to you? Oh, uh, this, 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 <laughs> this bear had some... Uh, I don't know. Hogwarts <laughs> on our honeypot, If you know what I'm saying. Now I can't. Now I can't even move. Yeah, I'm walking around the fore. Like, look, look at the way I'm stumbling around here.
0: And now I'm I'm worried about the public shame.
1: I got uh, I got syphilis from a from a
0: bear. Hey, stay away from Yogi. Yeah, I I hear he's got some sort of shanker down there. The ain't the
1: ranger ain't gonna like that one. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today: rain uh, and fog tapering off to uh, sunshine. With a high of 56. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 55. It's 51 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102.
0: oh yeah. Medicare beneficiaries save big. With the Medicare plan designed for you. We're- Rock, at 752 in the Rolling Stones. Back and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunshine
1: eventually today with a high of 51. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 55. It is 51 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, it's time for benchmark time. Do you want benchmark time?
0: Let her rip, Steve. All right. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. They very well put together clips and audio clips. Ooh. Am I the A-hole? This is what that needs. It needs something like that. It needs a
1: like a meow. meow, meow or you wanna uh, how would the how would the uh, how would that
0: sound not I, I, I don't even know. That's why we've been doing it for over a year and you still can't come up with one.
1: When I get that together, I'll say I'll do that as a now hear this bit. Oh, I yeah. can hey, now hear this. This is the, the intro, or am I the intro? Yeah, see, we're <laughs> we're moving right along here, Bex. We're gonna be just fine. <laughs> Everything's working out. Uh, a pregnant Maryland firefighter who involved in a multi-car collision is being praised after the passenger after helping the passenger of an overturned car as she was going into labor. Here is Megan Warfield and her chief officer talking about this amazing story. I arrived at location, and I saw Megan on the ground. My first thoughts as her chief officer was, you're on a maternity leave. You should not be here.
0: Once everything kind of just calmed down, uh, I looked at my mom, made sure she was okay. I got to get out and see what's going on. I uh, realized that there was someone trapped inside. So I went mm-hmm. over and I started to like crawl in. And then I realized like, good Lord, you're nine months pregnant. Like, what are you <laughs> belly doing? Won't let what you know are you doing? There? Yeah. So when the, I guess the adrenaline kind of started to chill out, I started to get some abdominal cramping. And uh, my oh. boyfriend said, you know. I think we should definitely get Oh, look at that, huh? That's crazy. Giving birth after helping other people. Well, you know, um sometimes like at the end of a pregnancy, it's like the uh, the, uh, the the mother will get this burst of energy to start doing stuff. I don't know if it's like a it, it's like some sort of phenomenon. I don't know if it's like a like a hormonal thing, but they'll get this like this burst of I got to go uh I I got to go change the walls, you know? Mm-hmm. I got to go paint a, a room. Or whatever, and it's a sign that like, you know, labor's about to happen right this second.
1: Yeah, uh, that, that's what are they? Maternal instinct is that what it is? I forgot is what it. it, it, is it it's, it's, it's a like
0: stage. A... I forgot what they called it, but yeah, uh, yeah something like that.
1: It reminds me of uh, of uh, when uh, Steve Martin and John Candy were getting picked up at the uh, the the was a Braidwood Inn or something like that, and there's planes, trains, and automobiles. And they had that guy, uh, I think his name is Gus, come from the country to pick him up. And the lady gets out to put the luggage in the back of the car. And they're like, no, 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 we'll get it. And you're like, no, she can handle it. She's, she's short, but she's strong. She once had a baby, came out sideways. She didn't scream or nothing. It's just loosely based on what right. she actually said. Uh, have you heard Bruce Spring- this clip number 2 by the way in case you're counting Uh have you heard Bruce Springsteen's new song? I actually have not. It is uh it's the cover of the 19 uh, of the 1985 Commodores hit Night Shift and fans are loving it. Oh talk to me so you can see what's going on Say we will sing
2: your song Oh.
0: Down, Ew, boy!
1: You know what's worse than Lionel Richie singing that song? Bruce Springsteen singing that song? Exactly. Oh, wow.
0: oh man! Here,
1: I... let me uh, let me just poop out another hit and uh, charge you four thousand dollars for a ticket to my show.
0: D- didn't didn't he just say how proud he was of this record? Like he really felt like he was singing his heart oh. out. Oh, he's proud! Oh my god! Oh, Jesus! Blech. What happened to him? i did he become such a sellout?
1: <laughs> Four thousand dollars tickets for his show, and then he comes out with this piece of crap. Oh yeah, I've been working on some new, new, new old stuff. Oh my god! Yeah, well that's how he. That's how he did. I mean, he used to write the songs. Now he just sings them.
0: I, I, I know this is an unpopular opinion, but um, I just never got it with the with Springsteen. Just never really.
1: Well, I could mean, never do it. I think because of uh, you know some of the
0: hits that he had, were, you know,
1: obviously born in the USA became this like Americana theme. That sure, played right. you know sporting events and everything else like that. But yeah, you're right. I don't really see the.
0: It's, I mean, like you know, like born to run. Well, that's a snappy number. That's like I could uh, I could live with that. But you know, would it want to sit around for four and a half hours watching him perform at four thousand dollars for a floor seat? No, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, to me, that's not worth it. Uh, clip number three, I believe. Three, on, right? Uh, a woman, a woman walking on a beach in Australia found what may be a humpback whale penis. Here she is stumbling upon it and then talking about the TikTokers saying it is a whale penis. Here's a new one. What is that? It is massive, like the size of my leg. Disgusting. <laughs> So, with the help of TikTok and marine biologists, I think we have finally figured out what that weird animal thing is. It's a whale. Apparently, the males fight, and they bite each other's things off. And then they just wash up on beaches all around the world. What's what's
0: with the sound effects?
1: I don't know, but I've never stumbled upon a whale penis before. Did she trip over it, or... Well, she uh, she picked it up and uh, she gave it to somebody and they and she said uh, uh, and they didn't thank her and she said uh, you're welcome.
0: I just did a Google search on whale penis and now I'm really regretting having done that. Why is it? Uh, should I not? Is this like the two girls one cup? thing? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just I feel like ooh, I I wish I hadn't really seen that. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh my God! Yeah, I don't. I I don't even know how to describe it. It looks like a tentacle, but an enormous one.
1: A very enormous tentacle.
0: Yes. Now, if you if you find that
1: on the beach and you put it up to your ear, <laughs> can you hear the sounds of other whales having sex with each other? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you can. I can't believe they bite them off. <laughs> That's—I'll tell you Can what. Can you imagine that? Like, uh, how how do you face the rest of the guys at the bar <laughs> after that fight the other night? Hey, uh, Fudgy over here bit your bit your ding dong off. <laughs>
0: What do you think hey, that was Tom
1: Carvell pushing that? Did you hear about Moby Dick? Yeah. <laughs> You're not, you don't want to you know. You don't want to oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> that is now here this. It's 7.59 with Bax and Nagel of Rock 102.
0: New England, Pete. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.11. And Brian Adams with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Brand
1: new, Summer of 69. You know, somebody
0: said that at one time.
1: The long forty years long ago, long time ago. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be, uh, the rain tapering off and uh, making its way for some sun today with a high of fifty-seven. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of fifty-five. It's fifty-one right now in downtown Springfield.
0: This is an awful story, but I, but I feel like I want to I want to talk about this here. This there's a uh, the story that came out on uh, it actually came out on Friday. It was just reported on twenty-two. I think uh, yeah yesterday. Uh, and it was updated. A home health aide in Springfield was arraigned and in Hamden Superior Court on Friday after home surveillance video surfaced, allegedly showing her abusing an elderly patient. Uh, Rodette Robinson, a licensed CNA, a certified nursing assistant, was fired by uh, the home health agency that employed her in November of 2021. After the family of a 91 year old Alzheimer's patient in Wilbraham reported her for abuse, the family alleges and this video to back this up, That Robinson took the patient from a recliner, shook the patient from the recliner, uh, recliner, dragged her to the bathroom, causing all kinds of bruising.
1: Now, I'm no expert in medical care, but that's not supposed to happen. That's not
0: supposed to happen. The, uh, The agency, the Home Health Agency, reported Robinson to the Nurse Aid Registry and Department of Public Health following an investigation. It led to her license being suspended. She was arraigned on two charges of assault and battery on on an elder by a caregiver. And uh, the judge ordered Robinson uh, could be released on several conditions. There's a stay away order from having uh, no victim, uh, no contact with the victim and her family, uh, no contact with witnesses. She can't work in uh, the health care field. Uh, no work as a CNA or health home aid in any setting. No work or volunteer work in a nursing facility. Uh, uh, no, uh, work volunteer or provide healthcare service to anyone who is developmentally disabled or anyone over the age of 60 and no out of state travel except to Connecticut to visit family without court approval. And she's scheduled for a pretrial hearing in December. You know, when you have, um, a parent or a spouse or a, a loved one going into either a facility or someone is being brought into the home to care for their health needs, Regardless of what those needs are, you're going into these situations with a certain level of trust that what you're getting is, one, good health care. And then, two, that your loved one is being treated humanely and professionally. And then when you hear a story like this, you know, it scares the living bejesus out of you because you don't want to see this happen to your family, you know, your parents or, you know, your you know husband or wife if they have to go into a facility or they have to be checked in on because of uh, of health conditions in the home, you're going in there with a great deal of trust. and if someone is behaving in a way which is abusive, I can't imagine anything more exasperating and and uh, and and egregious as that kind of abuse against someone that you're you know that uh, that that you care for. yeah, and it happens a
1: lot more than you think. It does. You know, these are the ones that you hear about, the ones that actually get arrested or get caught doing something like that. But that stuff happens all the time. Yeah. And, and, and not to, and I listen, I, I, I want to be clear that for the most part, many of these facilities, many of these home health care workers are good, hardworking people and do offer the empathy and the care that you would want your loved one to have. But there are <clears throat> certain instances where uh, you don't know, you don't really know what's going on because you may not be allowed in the facility. I remember bef- my mother was uh, my mother had a fall. She she had Alzheimer's and dementia. She was, had been diagnosed with that for a couple of years, right? And she had a fall, and usually that's how that happens. You know, that's usually the beginning of an end for for an elderly patient who's who's in that condition that. Once you fall, then it's hard to recover from those things, and it's multiple surgeries or, or whatever. So my mother fell; she didn't break anything, but she she hurt herself pretty good. And then she was in into a hospital, and then the, you know the way the insurance works is well, no, we're moving you to a rehab, a rehab facility, right, for elderly people. The we didn't really care for. That particular rehab that was available, and that's the other thing. It's about money. It's about how much money you can spend. It's about how much money is available. Uh, this was all paid by Medicare or Medicaid, whatever it, I think it was Medicare uh, at that point. Um, but it's not. It wasn't the best facility. And for about three weeks, she was in this facility. And you know, my sister, who was her caregiver, was making sure that some, at least, somebody was there every day. Right. Uh, looking after her but then when questions started to arise they went to well you can't have any visitors here anymore because uh we're co- somebody has covid we're not letting anybody in the building <laughs> now this was last this was last like august right i think uh not this past august but the year 2021 and what a great way to get out of not showing somebody how you're taking care of somebody by saying hmm well, you can't come in here. We have this COVID policy and nobody's right. allowed in here
0: anymore. I mean, well, they could have had COVID. I mean, there, there could have been a policy. There could have been...
1: They could have, but how coincidental is that when you start raising que- and asking questions and red flags going, hey, this shouldn't be like this.
0: You know, you know the, the thing that I think a lot of uh, these agencies suffer from and, and not just, you know, the, the, the inpatient, uh, you, you know, long-term care people, but, you know, the people who, are you know going into individual homes? Right. I think a lot of the the things that these agencies are facing are the same kind of things that everyone is facing. And there's a labor shortage, and you wonder, well, okay, how are these people vetted? Because you know, oftentimes, if you if you follow references, you know, if you're going to hire somebody, there's certain things you can ask a reference, mm-hmm. and certain things you can't. And there's certain things that a reference will disclose and certain things that they absolutely will not disclose like why they're no longer working there you know or any kind of you know personal uh things but you never really get a full sense of why is this person no longer at a previous employer why are they looking for a job you don't always know that so your ability to vet somebody apart from you know a criminal uh, check right may not necessarily be available to you so There are plenty of people who are no longer looking to do this kind of work because of the labor shortage and they got other things going on. And so if you're if you've made arrangements for someone to come into your parents home or whatever to to, to care for your parent, unless you're there every day to check in. You don't know what's going on. But that's the idea of hiring somebody to do that. So you because don't you, have can't to, you can't go in every day. You can't be there every day. Exactly. You have other things to
1: do. You might have to have a job in order to afford the care that you're providing for the loved one that you're taking care of.
0: Absolutely. So, and, and, and even, and even in, you know, the, 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 like the nursing facilities, some of them, like you said, some of them are excellent and do a very good job of making sure that everyone is safe and well protected. But sometimes you hear stories of places that are not so well run and maybe do not have a high threshold of uh, of vetting people to work there and when you hear a story like this and this kind of you know abusiveness mm-hmm. uh it really i mean it, it, it kind of startles you because you mean you, you, again they had video cameras set up in their homes which makes me think that they kind of knew something may have been going on which facilitated the need yeah. to have video cameras set up and at, you know, to me it's like uh you hear a story like this and you go well you know all right i'm 56 i'm probably 25 30 years from having someone come into my home to watch me
1: yeah you know Somebody you're gonna have to well you hopefully to be that person well i hope i mean hopefully yeah. and
0: hopefully i'll have someone who's not gonna like shake me from my chair and drag me to a bathroom and cover me with bruises
1: yeah, it's it's one of the worst, or worse. It's one of the worst things that you can uh, you can have a fear about when you have a loved one in a situation like that. Yeah, where with you you want the best for them, but unfortunately, money makes the world go around. And if you don't have the money to afford good quality care, mm-hmm. then you're going to get left with the you know the bottom of the barrel
0: kind but, of. But stuff. you know the but the other component is of this is. You know, there are a lot of people who, you know, they have this guilt of putting my my mom or dad in a home. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't want to do that. And they, you know, know, I'd rather have them in their own home. Well, you know, sometimes that's not really the best option. You know, sometimes having them in a facility is really the best thing they could could do. Well, listen, we had to
1: make that decision. We had, you know, that was something my mother never wanted was to be in a home. Because she worked, she was a nurse in, yeah. in some of those nursing homes, and witnessed and reported a few people for the way the some of these uh, aides and stuff treated the elderly patients at the facility. And she said, "I don't want to have to de- I don't want to have to be involved in that." But eventually, there's only so much somebody. W- you, you, there's only so much you can do as, as a human being, unless you have the means to take care of somebody. And then your only option is a facility, yeah,
0: financially and right. and the time, right? Because I mean, as you know, with someone with Alzheimer's, I mean, you just can't leave them alone sometimes. Yeah, you know, they mean, they, they, there's it, there's too much at risk to right. just leave them unattended. Right, and uh, it, it's unfortunate
1: that it that it, that it happens, and you know, you'd like to see more done about that, about you know, revamping some of the the practices that some of these. Uh, places of employment have and yeah. it's not just facilities it's these home health aid things too
0: it's uh 822 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102 mm-hmm. G comes to you it's just about 826 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102
1: you think over at Conklin Office Supply they play that song Jimmy Mac uh for Jimmy Mac that works there
0: they might yeah they might
1: that would be that every day when he would come in I would play that song
0: why wouldn't you I know I know I wish we had someone here who was like uh like you could like just sing a song about. yeah. You know, like uh, I don't know of anybody here that's got, uh, that has got that that gets me feeling musical.
1: Oh, there are people that work here that make me feel musical, <laughs> but not in the way that you're thinking of.
0: Probably not. Yeah, no. and yeah. yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah. Hey, if you uh, ever miss uh, any part of the uh, Bax and Nagel show, check out The Daily Podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Listen to the show when it's convenient for you, not necessarily when it's convenient for us, and enjoy it, whether it's uh, the night or day or dusk or lunchtime or even during the weekend. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week, Fee Wable from the Tubes. Uh, he is going to be at uh, at the uh, Greenwich Odeon, Odeon in, uh, in Greenwich, Rhode Island on the 3rd of November at the Cabot P- Performing Arts Center in Beverly, Mass. On the 6th, uh, it's the 40th anniversary of their album, Outside, Inside. So check out Fee Wable from the Tubes on rock102.com.
1: Sounds like a, like a damn good time. Is uh, what it oh, sounds like. Oh yeah. Uh, do you, do you have a theme song? You should have a theme song for the. Uh, no, for the, thinking about musical people, uh, thinking associating music with somebody.
0: Well, I, I could suppose I could just pull out anything, but not uh, I don't. I mean, there's a theme song to the podcast.
1: No, I'm talking about you having. Me. A, yeah, we were thinking talking about people being you know, having a musical association with them.
0: I wouldn't Uh, mind like a regular theme song to be playing everywhere I go. Like if I I I walk into a room, yeah, you know, all of a sudden I got like a you know like a you know good song to stroll into a room by. I don't have that yet. I don't really have a theme song. You you should. Yeah. No, I I agree. Well, they got with an entourage behind me.
1: Yeah, like other people following you. You Yeah, your good buddy, good time buddies from the fort.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I would (laughs) call them an entourage.
1: Yeah, because they never really leave there. They just stay there. It's like, I mean, yeah, they're they,
0: fixated to they, those stools. They
1: never really go. Yeah, yeah. no, I think
0: they're con- I think they're connected to the furniture.
1: Well, uh, 293-1021, <laughs> if you have any suggestions for Bax's theme song, uh, we'll take it.
0: No, that's... that's uh, Are you sure? Save your energy. Yeah. It's, we got news next, Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Clouds... 631. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rom Hyundai. Gary Rohn will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel.
1: Thanks, Bax. Two men are facing firearm charges after an AR-15-style rifle was located inside of a vehicle after a traffic stop on Sunday. According to Springfield Police, at around 2.30 a.m., officers were called to a shot spotter activation in the area of James Street. When, they can, uh, when the officers arrived, they saw a vehicle... With two people in an attempted to conduct a traffic stop, the driver, however, did not stop and drove slowly on several streets before stopping in the middle of an intersection on Quincy Street. That might indicate that uh, you're up to something. Yeah, something no good. The slow getaway with a stop in the middle of an intersection. Nothing suspicious about that at all.
0: Isn't that what normal drivers do? Like, uh, you know, slowly drive through, like, an intersection, you know, stop at the stoplights, stop signs. you go
1: through the intersection. You don't stop directly in
0: the middle of it. No, that's that's yeah. true. But, you know, usually at the, at the stop, at the line, you stop.
1: Uh, the driver was arrested and the passenger was detained while officers conducted an investigation. They found an AR-15-style rifle capable of holding 30 rounds of ammunition and loaded with 13 rounds. We already did the math on that there's 17 uh missing in ah, the chamber. Okay, good. I'm glad you did Not the math the chamber, so I didn't from have the, to the, from the magazine thing. You know, these magazines, uh, stop subscribing to them. Yeah, who's reading magazines? I don't know. I don't know. Investigators have recovered a mirror of the van involved in a pedestrian hit and run accident last week in Hadley that injured a 13-year-old boy and are now asking local auto repair shops to report any related vehicle repairs. On Tuesday, October 11th at around 7.30 a.m., a 13-year-old boy was struck by a van while crossing Route 9 at a crosswalk near the Hampshire Juvenile Court. The Northwestern DA's office on Monday said the boy is still in the hospital for his injuries. Police believe the vehicle involved was a white 1997-2004 a to 2004 Ford Econoline cargo van with an extended rear length, investigators have found a passenger side mirror in the area of the accident and believe the vehicle continued westbound on Route Nine to the roundabout in Northampton and then headed on I ninety one South. So, if you have any information, mm. you should really call the Hadley police. Um, yeah, I was, I was uh, noticed a van yesterday uh, in my town that uh, it's one of them like camper vans. Remember those old? Uh, sure. I believe that's like the new creeper
0: van. The the uh, the small camper.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've shifted away uh, from uh, just the plain white van as being the creeper van. True, but the uh, the van with the uh, with the window coverings, like 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 it's some sort of living room in in the back there.
0: Yeah, those small uh, ones are not really uh, living spaces, but those uh, the window treatment suggests that something creepy is going on on the inside. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah,
1: think about it. Now the back of that van.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. If this van's a-rockin',
1: don't come and knockin Just call the police. That's right. No heat, no hot water, and a sewage leak in the basement. That's what the city's code enforcement said led to 683 to 687 State Street being condemned. Now a Springfield mother of two is trying to figure out where she's going to live. Darisol Morales said, uh, I just keep a happy face. Nothing's going on. Just deal with it. I can't sit and complain about it. I have to make something happen. She's lived at 685 State Street for nearly two years. She said the building didn't have hot water for days, and that's when tenants called the city inspector. The condemnation notice came out on Friday. Since then, she's been trying to figure out what she's supposed to uh, to do to be out of the building and what's next. She uh, told 22 News she's called the owner of the property, and they said, uh, figure it out.
0: Figure out it out. Yeah, you figure it out. I don't have water in this place, and I'm paying you how much money a month? You figure it out. It's my responsibility to figure out. How about you as the slumlord yeah. figure it out?
1: There's a, remember that there was a bar in um, in Springfield. It, it used to be, it's now uh, like a big Y fresh acres market over in 16 acres. It used to be called Alibis.
0: It was a bar. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right, And before that, it was called Jimmy's, Jimmy's Lounge. Okay, and Jimmy never had anything there other than booze. Okay. You're like uh, Jimmy, uh, there's no uh, potato chips here. Oh, you want potato chips? You go across the street you know, to the Pride <laughs> Station, right? Uh, Jimmy, there's no toilet paper in the bathroom. You want toilet paper? You go across the street.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, yeah. it was. Uh, but that's different than being the owner, landlord of a building. You know, I mean, you're supposed to maintain your building. Yeah, but this
1: guy could just say, well, you want housing? Go across the street. Go find some other place for you to lay your head down at night. Yeah. Not my uh, problem.
0: Except it will be your problem when they condemn your building, and then you're not able to, you know, get rent from anybody. Do you want
1: me to raise the rent on you? Is that how you want me to pay for these costly (sighs) repairs that uh, go along with owning a building I've neglected for the last 20 years? (laughs) I don't
0: think so. I'm pretty sure you know what kind of landlord I am. Yeah. And it should be no surprise when I tell you to go walk away.
1: But uh, Deputy Director of the City's Code Enforcement, Keith O'Connor, said, uh, told 22 News off camera. Hey, I don't want, I don't want to be on camera. <laughs> but let me tell you something. The landlord needs to find adequate housing for these people. I, I, I didn't say that on camera. No, no. I know. Uh, I just want to say that off camera. Uh this uh, this woman said she found uh, out out for her 13-year-old daughter found the notice on the door and now she's trying to figure out what she and her two children are going to do. Honestly, I think my only option is going to have to be to get a storage unit and probably go to a shelter or something and I'm probably not the only one. That sucks. 14 people
0: are going to have to uh vacate that building.
1: 14 families. 14 hey, that's right, yeah. 14 families. So
0: could be 30. Could be have a of have a lot more people in there.
1: Uh, coyotes surrounded a person walking their dog north of Boston over the weekend, but were apparently scared off by police cruisers that arrived to help. Police in Swampscott received a call around 9.30 p.m. Saturday from a dog walker who said that they were surrounded and that the coyotes were not backing down, police said in a Facebook post. Officers counted at least nine coyotes. They retreated after the arrival of cruisers with their lights flashing. Jesus, it's the cops! (laughs)
0: I ain't going back there again. Is any one of these uh, any one of these coyotes a super genius? Uh, I believe
1: he is a super genius.
0: <laughs> Police escorted the uh, dog walker
1: and their pet home with no additional danger. Police also posted tips from the Humane Society for how to deal with bold coyotes, inc- uh, urging residents to be aware of their surroundings. Like if you're walking towards a uh, a, a tunnel that. Wasn't there before, uh-huh. but yet looks like it goes directly through the other side. It will for you, but when the coyote tries to chase you, it'll yeah. smack dab like a pancake right against the facade of that Tunnel.
0: You know, if I were a coyote and I'm not, uh, I would be more concerned less about the tunnels and more concerned about those anvils falling <laughs> falling from the sky. You see that all the time. Well, the other thing
1: is, you can also uh, have him ch- uh, chase you off of a cliff. And when he gets to the edge of the cliff, the whole mountain falls that he's on. But the cliff but stays. The cliff stays yeah. in the air.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I would think that uh just as being a coyote, all those falls that you would uh, you, know, you would experience during your lifetime would be enough to say, "Hey, maybe I need to do some less dangerous things in my life." Like, oh, I don't know, uh, maybe I should give up like putting rockets on my roller skates. Maybe I should <laughs> maybe I should forget about those large uh uh, uh, uh catapults. There you know, you probably probably not to worry about that so much. There's a whole video on YouTube from Seth McFarlane
1: describing he like the coyote finally gets the Roadrunner and then eats it like a big meal at his house. <laughs> right, and then he realizes he has no purpose left in his life anymore, and he's uh, you know yeah. he's, he's living on the streets. He's drinking heavily. He's you know doing all. He's being abusive <laughs> as a father to his. Other coyote family members mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And then uh, then he comes uh, w- with a moment of clarity uh, when he finds the Lord Jesus Christ yeah. in his life. Well, some, yeah. you know,
0: sometimes, you know, uh, actualizing your dreams yeah. uh, can be disappointing in a, in, a, in a way, which I'm sure is very much the same as the situation that you're describing for us right now.
1: <clears throat> it's amazing how that works out. Yes, it? it is.
0: An attorney for a set of Ludlow parents argued
1: before a federal judge Monday that they were, quote, hijacked by teachers and administrators who concealed from them that two of their children had adopted new names and pronouns while students at Baird Middle School. Four parents filed a civil rights complaint in U.S. District Court in April. Two have since dropped out of the lawsuit, according to Mary McAllister, a lawyer with the Georgia-based Child and Parental Campaign that bills itself as, quote, protecting children from the harms of gender, gender identity ideology. McAllister argued on behalf of the plaintiffs during a special session before uh, the maestro at Western New England University Law School. The judge held the hearing after the educators and school administrators asked him to toss out the suit. Plaintiffs uh, Stephen Foote and Marissa Silvestri objected objected when first their daughter and then a second child began adopting new names and pronouns at school in 2020. A counselor, a teacher, and other staff supported the children's wishes as required by state standards and their own policies, according to filings in the case. A lone teacher eventually informed the parents and was later fired over it. The children were 11 and 12 at the time. The parents sent an email to the school administrators informing them that they were aware of the situation and asked for the school to step aside as they were hiring their own counselors and handling the matter as a family. The school ignored the parents' directive, according to the lawsuit.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, uh, it's very confusing for people to understand a lot of this.
1: Well, it's, it's, uh, you know, that issue, it could be any number of it. Let's just say it's any number of issues. It doesn't have to be necessarily this. What's the policy set by the state? That's going to be the deciding factor in whether or not somebody's got a lawsuit against you.
0: Yeah, but in a situation like this, when there's so much nuance, you know, when there's so much confusion about, you know, identification and, pronouns you know i mean you know for for many of us i mean listen if you want me to if you want me to address you in a certain way i will do it because you know i i try to be considerate as possible but when it comes to setting policy you know one size fits all thing can be very confusing for a lot of people i don't know i mean this these these are these are curious times uh yeah there's a lot to
1: this i think more than I would even understand what's going on. I don't
0: here. know if, if you know if we could possibly understand, because it is very complicated.
1: Well, life is complicated, Max, isn't it? Yeah,
0: well, that's the, I suppose.
1: Uh, let's see. Uh, all right, Let's here's here's a good boomers. You you know boomers. You're a boomer, aren't you?
0: Actually, I'm out of a. I'm not a boomer. You're not? No.
1: I oh, act like one most of the time. I'm a generation Xer. Boomers take a lot of ribbing from young people for uncool things they do, including silly stuff like the thumbs-up emoji, uh, using ellipses in texts, and watching a ton of cable news. But now young adults are uh, talking about things that their parents' generation got right. You ready? All righty. highlights include the Neighborhood Watch, not sharing everything about their lives like people do on social media now, fixing things as opposed to just throwing stuff away and buying new stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Affordable housing, although it's debatable whose fault that is. Hospitality to total strangers, helping neighbors, and community in general. See, that's important stuff. Yeah. Kids today don't understand any of that stuff. Super simple hiring where you could just walk into a place and ask for a job. Well, Well, most places (laughs) want you to do it online anyway. They don't want to deal with people walking in a place.
0: Most places are so desperate to hire people that you could Mm -hmm. probably do that.
1: Having real art and not mass-produced uh, decor, you know, like you'd see at a Target or a, a Home Goods or right. something like that, and owning physical copies of music and movies rather than just digital everything.
0: See, that's inconvenient. The well, the, the the physical copies? Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I, I do prefer it. Mm-hmm. I, like have, I, 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 I like the sensation of holding on to something. Yeah, you know, when I'm listening to a, a, an album or a CD, I like the artwork. I like all the things that used to come in, so inside records. Why
1: don't you just take your phone and look up the al- album cover while you're listening to it on Spotify? Eh, it's not go, hey, the hey, same. Uh,
0: Cuz there's nothing to read. You just see you just see a picture. You I'm up, sure there's pictures of
1: every album out there with liner notes and everything. Yeah, but it's
0: not as easy to find as it actually have it's it's not as satisfying as actually holding on to the physical copy. Now it's a pain in the ass to move from one place to another. It's a pain in the ass to sort so you can find it every every single time whether it's alphabetical or numerical. Uh, but you know, I still like having all my records and CDs. You like to hold on to things. I do. I like to snuggle next to them. Yeah. I want to be uh 90 years old and
1: die and have my family be burdened with moving all of this stuff out of the house and throwing it in a dumpster. One time dead Steve. Yeah.
0: It's not my problem. That's what I'm saying. It's their problem.
1: Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today: the uh, the fog and rain moving out of the area, with uh, making way for some sunshine. I feel like a meteorologist when I'm talking about. Yeah, fog this morning that making its way for some sunshine this (laughs) afternoon. With a high of 57. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 55. It's 51 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102.
0: Ah, yeah. Dexter's Best is your source for Fields Classic Rock. It's 852 and Van Halen with back and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, sunshine eventually
1: popping out today with a high of 57. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 55. It is 51 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool is underway at rock102.com. It's your call football. I don't mean to brag, but right now I am leading the staff by... Quite a margin. Uh, weekly winners get a $50 gift ticket to Geo's Pizzeria in Hampton. Pizza the way you like it. The overall season winner gets a $500 cash card courtesy of Northeast Organic Life Hydroponics. Check the stats or go with your gut. You're going to play Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool from Northeast Organic Life Hydroponics and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. I am clobbering Pat Kelly by uh,
1: two points. I, uh, I'm i trying to log in to see where I am with this. I like, did it and I, don't rem- I haven't tracked myself. My uh, my name wasn't highlighted up where you guys are.
0: Yeah, so I'm uh, so Pat. I got 54 points. Pat's got two. Sandy's got like 28. She's way behind, and I don't even I, I don't even see you up there. I don't uh, know where you let's are. See,
1: uh, I am uh, leaderboard. Let's see leaderboard. Yeah, you're right at the top. Oh yeah, I'm crushing it. I'm not even
0: on the list. Yeah, what what is? I mean, how far in advance did you pick uh, the games? I missed the first week, and
1: okay. then I picked all the uh, picked all the other ones. Yeah, I'm not even on here for
0: some. Yeah, we got to figure that. We got to fix that.
1: Do we really need to?
0: Yeah, I think I think it would be good. I mean, to to kind of show off your spot on analysis, like you've been showing Zolak and Cohen. Uh, let's see, picked uh,
1: 14. Of, what are we on? Oh, I had uh, seven of 14 out of correct last week. See. I had 8 out of 16 correct the week before. Right. I had uh, So it's basically a 50-50 shot. Well, there you go. Doing. You're doing great. No, I'm not. I'm not going to win a gift certificate. I can't win a gift certificate to Geos. I like Geos I know. I, I just, know. Uh, I'm not going to win a gift card to them. I mean, you only... lo- there's, no, there's no gift cards for Lonesome Losers, Bex. Have you heard about the Lonesome Loser? Beaten by uh, Queen of Hearts that's every, every time. time. Yeah, that's what Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah, yeah That's yeah, the yeah. one. Yeah. I had to sing it in my head. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> By the way, uh, our scores, Pat and I, yeah, wouldn't even make the top 10. there, there are some, uh, some folks that are doing much better than us.
1: I wonder how many people are cheating on this. You can't cheat on it. There's no way to cheat. How do you know? What if uh, some of these people who are really, uh, you know, listen, I'm going to win that gift card to Geos each and every week. And here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to pay off some players to drop the games that I want them to win.
0: Mm-hmm. For
1: this, for this particular contest,
0: listen. I understand a, a a Geo's gift certificate is valuable, but it is no more valuable than the fifty dollars that you are getting. Same thing with the uh, the five hundred dollar cash card. Yeah, you know, it's not like you get a five hundred dollar cash card and all of a sudden it's worth a thousand bucks. It's only worth five hundred dollars, so you know you can pay off all the players you want. It's only worth a Geo's gift certificate and a $500 cash card. Well, not anything wrong with those no, prizes. I'm nothing, just saying.
1: Nothing wrong with those prizes. But uh, this is a fail safe
0: system we got here. You
1: don't think there's any. Uh, what was that? Uh, what was the thing that they did on quiz show? It's not plugola. It's something along the lines of that.
0: Well, it's not. It's not even payola. It's a uh, I mean, it was <laughs> it's just fraud. Yes. Fraud. Yeah. You
1: think there's fraud going on. Not in this uh, not uh, in this uh, game The players
0: not. of this game. Listen, we've done plenty of things that were fraudulent over the years. This is not one of them.
1: Listen, I work here. My name's not even on the the the, the, the thing that says people work here. Well, then you need to talk to the lady to fix that. Well, I she should have known. <laughs> still, I don't
0: know. I'm Still just, not I'm too just, late. Yeah. It's 8:56 at and Nagle on Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every game. Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. It's 911, 911, and Pat Benatar with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
1: That's a that's my theme song. That's the remember we were talking about theme song. We oh, theme yeah, songs to walk around with us all day. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. My, Someone yeah, right. suggested
0: I use like a vehicle by the Ides of March. Ooh, that would be. a good That's one. a good one. I yeah. haven't heard that one in uh, quite a quite a few years. I don't even I don't even know if we have that one available.
1: I don't even know if we know uh, if. <clears throat> the music programmers here know who Vehicle
0: is. I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty popular song back in the... No, we don't even have that anywhere. Uh, of course, I spelled it wrong, too. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I don't think we have that one.
1: You know, if we only had somebody to do all this stuff for us, like a producer. Oh, I take that back.
0: We do have it. What? Oh, there you go. Yeah, you can see me, like, walking down Main Street, you know, popping out of, like, a, a hot table. Sandwich in my hand and a bag. You know what you need. What? You need uh,
1: you Need that Technicolor Dream Coat. Yeah, that's right, you know. And a hat and a cane. That's it. You can be big pimping down the streets of East Longmeadow in Hamden.
0: That would be pretty cool, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Look that's... at me. Back of the bitch. Come on, let's go. That's it. Yeah. I'm going to the discount liquor store. I really like this song. It's a good one. It is a good toe yeah. tapper, isn't it?
1: But I love you. Love, you. love you, need you, need you. Need you. Ah. you oh. Oh. I can see Blah. you totally doing this. Yeah,
0: no, I can see it yeah. now. Now that someone suggested it, I'm like, yeah, that's a good call right there. That's right. No matter where I walk, no matter where I went, this is playing in the background. I like that. Yeah, I'll have to work worked out the arrangements.
1: I'm the, hearda, hearda, hearda,
2: I I woo, you
1: what is, what is it about go. the songs of like the late '60s, uh, early '70s? Had the, huh. I like, don't know. It's just a thing. Yeah, you know, like You know, whoa huh. What is it good for? You're absolutely nothing. Yeah. What is? What is that all about? I
0: really don't know. Just a thing. It was just a lot of anger going on there. Oh, a lot dude. of anger brewing in that oh, time era. People were very pissed
1: back yeah, then. Yeah, because now we all sound like a bunch of wusses. <laughs> you, ever, you ever turn on pop music these days and it's like, she doesn't love me anymore. You know, it's all auto-tune crap. You know, it's like, oh, I don't know if I can live without her. Yeah, I know. It's Everybody's uh, so lonely. I know. Yeah. But you got Vehicle by the Ides of March. Yeah, I want to go live back in that era.
0: It's about 9.14 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Listen each Thursday morning around 8.10 as Bud Light presents Scott Zolak from the Patriots broadcast booth as he breaks it down with...